Welcome to episode 91 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we discuss what we've been watching. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm I, Kyle. I'm Maddie. I guess I'm Adam. So, I have a question for you guys. What have you been watching? <laughs> Let me tell you what I've been watching. I've been watching my good friend, who used to be like a youthful, exuberant young boy going to movie theaters who would watch anything in the world, who just loved movies so much. I'm watching him become a cynical old man. That's what I'm watching. <laughs> Are you talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You used to be like, yeah, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, let's go see it. It might be cool. Uh, American Pie. Yeah, let's go check it out. I remember you skipping uh, school to go buy Star Wars tickets for Phantom Menace. So maybe I'm seeing something here. Like maybe you got bit too many times. Again, give me some Tom Cruise. Give me some Top Gun 2. I will be that little boy again. Um, Yeah, there there hasn't really much. I mean, theaters are just kind of coming back. Are you skipping work to go buy like Top Gun 2 tickets or no? I I don't think we have to in this day and age, do we? I think it's all all online. But I would. Full disclosure, I went and saw a movie uh, last Monday. And I was the only one in the theater. Wow. Which is fucking awesome. I went and saw Suicide Squad. Is that where we're going to start? We're just well, going to get into it. Oh, I don't want to get into it right now, but I just want to say, like, how great well, is it? To well, see we a can, movie? I guess. Yeah, yeah. For any for people that don't know, uh, we like to do these episodes every couple months, and it just gives us a chance to to play catch up on the the movies that don't really fit maybe the the subject matter that we're Our we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, we're just going to cover everything we've been kind of watching the past couple. Welcome weeks. to the dumpster fire. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. And I actually I uh, brought a game. I don't know if you guys want to play a game or not. Uh, I, I wrote down a bunch of like characters from horror movies. They're like iconic movies. Uh, most of them have sequels. I think there's only like one or two that don't have like a franchise based on. He said movies. horror movies. Everyone, yeah, horror, yeah. Oh no! Oh, oh, I thought it was horror movies. I thought it was yeah, some yeah. of this vinegar syndrome it, uh, stuff that yeah, Kyle's yeah. been watching. It is a candy canes. You guys remember <laughs> candy apples? Let my puppets Mercedes. Come. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys want to play this game, like uh, Kyle versus Adam, or how, how do you guys want to do should, this? Before you jump, is that should yeah. we do like a month of smut? And we'll cover like the the porn I picked up from Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, like, that would be amazing! Let my puppets come. And <laughs> <laughs> I do want to check out the uh, hot saucy, and saucy pizza girls. Pizza girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't you watch that one? I haven't watched. It. No, I ha- I have like I have maybe ten of these because well, two of them had like five if, movies each. I haven't watched any. If there isn't a girl in Hot and Saucy Pizza Girls named Anchovy, I'm going to be pretty <laughs> upset. You can honest with you. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the ones they they Vinegar Syndrome releases are like kind of horror they're kind of on the fringe of like porn a mix of like hardcore porn and then like weird psychological horror and shit like that like they're weird they're not like they're not fun they're not movies you're gonna pull out and wank it to they're kind of like movies that are interesting that happen to also then cut to like a 10 minute hardcore scene (laughs) that seems like a lot doesn't it yeah i mean five minutes (laughs) i think that i think that's a problem why i haven't like been motivated Mm -hmm. to watch them i'm sure they're they're gonna be interesting but it's like i'll probably like half the movies on like 
Did you just fast forward it through like the? I the yeah, smut? I don't know. Like, like it would, just seems... do you, would you watch that or would you just fast forward because it's kind of like okay, I get it. Like, yeah, I don't know. But maybe that's something. It'd be, it'd be okay. kind of fun because none are of us have watched any of this. discussing dialogue? Right? Like, is there like things going on? Like, yeah, fuck no, me. There, like, there's I, like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Like, they do have stories. But that's I, like, I know the movies have stories, but oh, okay. like during the actual, like, uh, the smutty scenes. Uh, again, I haven't watched any, so yeah, I don't know. But I'm wondering if she's like, yeah, fuck me. Like, you fucked that guy over or something. <laughs> like, what? And like, you actually see like a uh, plot develop during Dirty Talk? I, I think this could be a month in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like us all experiencing. Okay. If we do this, we all have to watch it together. Oh, like, on like a three seater couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just think it would be it would be an yeah. experience because from what I've heard, like there's people that don't like porn but that like these movies. So like yeah. there's there's more to them. Like some of them are is more arty and like there, there's more to them than some of the like a lot of the horror films I watch. But they happen again to have hardcore scenes. It's weird. Like it'd be it'd be a, a kind of a fun thing to like check out a couple of these and then be like, yeah, yeah. Either you like them and become a fan, or you're. <laughs> You know, I don't know what Becky's going to think. Just, when, I was going to say, like, what, how would I explain to my wife if I'm watching this movie? Like, no, 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 no. I'm watching it for the plot. That's why we have to watch it together. Yeah, exactly. and just go to yeah, each yeah, other's yeah. places and yeah. sit on the same couch. And then our wives will have no issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with three, three men sitting on a, sharing a couch together watching some hardcore porn. Um, but anyways, <laughs> we cut off track there. I actually let's. Uh, that's a good uh, segue because I have a couple hardcore porn films that. I just, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. You watch it in pirates or whatever it was. <laughs> no, go ahead, Maddie. What were you talking about? Well, I was just. I invented a game. Uh, I don't know. I gotta like really um, fine tune it a little bit. But I came with a bunch of like characters from horror movies, and I figure like I'll say the uh, name of the character, and you guys guess which movie it's from. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's, I made it so I think you'll do okay. You, I'm not so yeah, sure about it. Might not be I, don't, I don't even know names in like my favorite slasher yeah, films. Fair I'm enough. terrible with names. Well, I'll tell you what. I will go a bit easy on you, and I'll start off with an easy one for you. All right. Marion Crane. Uh, from Psycho. Psycho. All right. Adam gets a point. Let's see if we can like tally this up. I beat him in the Lillard off, so. Yeah, yeah. right? It's time to. Uh... <laughs> All right, for Rod, uh, Sally Hardesty. Sally Hardesty. Yeah, I don't work well under pressure. I don't know. Sally Hardesty. Uh, okay. Do you know? Um, no. Sally Hardesty. It sounds familiar, but no. And her infant brother, Franklin. Texas Chainsaw Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. there it is. Yeah. I just All right, Dr. Jack Griffin. We'll go back to Adam on this one. Dr. Jack Griffin. I don't know. Do you know? Reanimator? The Invisible Man. Oh. Mm. Actually, yeah, Herbert West. Reanimator. Reanimator, there it is. Uh, Larry Talbot, Adam. Oh, I know that one. Oh, so do I. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Talbot. Ah, oh, shit. Go. <laughs> oh, yes. The Wolfman. Okay, uh, I'll get one easy. Uh, Inspector Trout, Kyle. Inspector Trout. See, no, it's not that. You could tell me from my favorite yeah. movie, and I probably would get it wrong. Um, Inspector Trout. <sighs> Do you know this one or no? No. I don't know if you've seen this movie yet. I think it's in your list of things to watch this week. Uh, okay. I don't know. Dr. Fibes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this isn't going as well. Okay. Uh, Father <laughs> Damien Krausus. Uh Exorcist? Exorcist. Uh, Ed Harley? 
sounds so obvious. Hey, this was a hard one. I didn't know if you'd get this. This is the that that one with the that wrestler CM Punk, right? That movie that he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the women on the third floor, or something yeah, like that. I have no clue. A uh, pumpkin head. Oh, okay. All right, we'll do another one for you. Trash. Oh, Return of the Dead. There it is. Uh, Sam Loomis. You got two choices. Uh, Halloween. You got it. Do you know the other choice? Sam Loomis. Um, Night of the Creeps. Psycho. Say, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the yeah the the detective the detective yeah. Uh, Victor Crowley. Uh, oh my God, Victor Crowley! I know this. <laughs> this, is, this is a fun game, right? Yeah, you look almost like you're frozen over yeah. there. I know because you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's me doing the motion. Uh, hatchet, hatchet, coming down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got one more for you. Uh, That's why I was familiar because I, I. You just recently watched I, this, right? I watched that during Shocktober. I, I can't say I, that one stuck. Yeah, actually, yeah, you might not know this one. Um, Marty Ranson. Marty Ranson. Back to the Future. No, <laughs> Slaughter High. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, <laughs> I stopped keeping track. <laughs> I think Kyle won. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, Billy Loomis. Adam. Billy Loomis. Halloween. I'll give you another one for this movie. Gail Weathers. Oh, okay. Oh, I wonder if that's what I should do. Is just do like characters in like a descending order. Maybe. Yeah, and then we'll do like uh, Cindy. Um... Lopper. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. It's from Scream. Scream. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to yeah. do that one either. Cindy Prescott. Yeah, I was going to go. But yeah, anyways, uh, you know what? I'm going to uh, take this back. I'm going to... Uh, Fine tune it. Maybe I'll do like characters, like like third tier, second tier, first tier, and that way. I liked your, I liked your, uh, your Matthew. Just do Matthew Lillard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's why I was gonna do like Matthew Lillard from Scream. Like no one's gonna know (laughs) that. I don't know. You start, yeah. You start naming them, and Adam would get them all right. Yeah. Okay. uh, Gage Creed. The burning. Also from this movie is Victor Pascal. I'm useless with this. No, I, I don't know. Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I just watched that. I just yeah. Okay. Uh, Charlie Brewster. I know that one. Do you know? Fright Night. Fright Night. Fright Night. 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 Yeah. Fright Night. All right. I got one more. Okay. Reggie Bannister, you know. Yeah. That's from uh, uh, Phantasm. Boy. Uh, Helen Lyle. Don't know. Do you know? No. Ah, uh, Candyman. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I figured we could uh, kill some time that way, because I haven't watched many movies this week, so I figured that's my contribution. Uh, well, yeah, I've I've watched a lot. Yeah, well, let's so get into it. Let's race through these. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start? Because you have a lot to talk about, too, right? I'll, I, maybe you go. I, okay. I'm going to, I got a series of mine that'll probably have a bigger discussion. Okay, so I, I watched, uh, these are a bunch of kind of fun little horror films. Now, we're counting going to be counting down to our top 100, so I've been watching pretty much nothing but horror the last couple months. Um, I don't want to obviously talk about the ones that are going to make my list, but these are kind of going to be the rejects, but still fun, good films. So they're not honorable mentions? Uh, well, again, these would be honorable mentions, yeah. but we're not going to have that when we're talking about fucking 100 films. So, um this kind of gives you a preview, though, of what my movie list is going to be, because I watch these movies thinking that they have a chance to make in the top 100. Mm. And the first one I'm going to talk about 
<laughs> from 1991, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies <laughs> go, go to College. Go to college. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> Uh, so this movie, man, if you this is a yeah, fucking blast. This would be so so fun to watch it's with. Uh, probably the best of the Ghoulies. I think this the first time we watched yeah. this actually was with I think maybe with you and yeah. Jimmy. I feel like it was, um, but it's such a fun like even with if the Ghoulies weren't there, it would be a fun teen romp because it's two uh, comp- uh, competing fraternities and during prank war, I guess it's like this week of nothing but pranks, and you have yeah. like chairs flipping over and all these like crazy gags. So all that kind of stuff is fun. And then you add in Kevin McCarthy, uh, of course, from Invasion of Body Snatchers fame and Ability. UHF. UHF. Actually, UHF is great because he's kind of like UHF in this where he's just having fun and being so over over the top. But he's like the evil professor in this. And he brings back the ghoulies by reading a comic book and they pop out (laughs) of a a, a toilet. (laughs) That's what you're getting out of this movie um, to cause mischief. He resurrects them. uh, So they'll... um, I guess uh, they'll they'll cause mischief, and the two fraternities will blame each other and and create a war and go to war uh, is his plan and eliminate each other. But man, this is so much. So before this, there's two previous Ghoulies films, and they were kind of like these little creatures that didn't talk. Mm-hmm. Which um, one did you base your costume on? It was Ghoulies one, the first one. Where they come, he, Maddie had a, ho- yeah, a Halloween yeah. costume, costume of the toilet, the I, toilet monster. I think they come with a toilet in every movie. But <laughs> they, this, they do. This one, they all actually resurrect. This one is like this cool toilet that has like these, like ghoulie statues around it it makes no sense like <laughs> that the, the a toilet in the middle of college would be this like expensive little throne <laughs> like art piece of uh, a t- toilet but uh yeah it's so much fun because they pop out and they're, they're just there to like wreck havoc but have fun like they, they land in all these clothes and they end up like coming out and they're all dressed uh the one guy looks like like he's got like the fresh prince kind of get up <laughs> the other guy's kind of got that punk look with the jean jacket and everything but in this one, they decide to make them talk, too. So it's them doing, like, cheesy one-liners. They're watching women undress. <laughs> uh, they open the fridge in the fraternity, and they find, like, hundreds of beer stacked and some getting drunk and, and drinking them all. So it's like gremlins, essentially, right? Yeah, kind of. But it, yeah. it's just it's just them kind of having fun. It's just silly silliness. Um, there's some fun practical gags in there with the kills. Uh, some guy gets flushed down the toilet. This movie loves the toilet, apparently. <laughs> this other person actually gets a plunger to the face, but it's kind of like, a, you know, you'd seen those cartoons where they pull the plunger and the face, and the is face all stretches. Like out. So they do that and it looks really cool. Another one with an elongated tongue. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. I do feel, again, it was like this could sneak in the top 100. <laughs> like it's that much fun. But the problem is I feel like near the end, it kind of like, the gag kind of loses steam by the end. Yeah. And I, I feel like when, when it becomes less about the pranks and, and the, the hijinks between the two fraternities and more, of a and more about the horror elements, mm. it's not as good. They also introduce, um, it's uh, Ever, Ever La Rue, I think is her name. She's an actress who went on to do like 10 seasons of CSI Miami or whatever, but she's the lead girl in this and, and she's just there to be the love triangle between the two leaders of the fraternities. And it's so, it's like that, Really 90s cliche yeah. romance shit that you'd get in all those teen romp movies. But, man, this this movie is is a lot of fun. I'm going to go 7 out of 10, but it almost could have been that 7.5. Again, yeah. I, I feel like if it's if that, like, the whole movie was as good as the the first, like, 40 minutes, it could have been up there. And you get, like, cameos from, like, Kane, Ho- excuse me, Kane Hodder's in there and whatnot. Oh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. And, yeah, Kevin McCarthy is just is having so much that fun. That was the perfect uh, movie 
to be talking about it and then burp. Right? <laughs> uh, he came into your house and there was a fridge full of 10 beers. So he drank them all. <laughs> um, I'm going to follow up with two more that kind of relate to that. Uh, fun about little creatures. Uh, again, movies that could have snuck in there. Critters and Critters 2, the main course from 86 and 88. I haven't seen these in like 10, I 15 years. I just bought years. the uh, box set. So yeah, Screen Factory. About uh, this um, October. They're they're fun. I, I guess the third one's most famous because it's like I think Leonardo Caprio's first film or one yeah. of his first films. But uh, th- this is the first film's a debut film from Stephen Herrick, who would go on to do like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure yeah. and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and Mighty Ducks, like a lot of those kind of movies you probably grew up watching as a kid and, and young mm-hmm. teen. Um, but it, it, it's fun. I mean, it's it's uh, D. Wallace is the mom in there. You got Scott Grimes as the little kid. Um, but it's uh, pretty much there. It opens up, and there's this asteroid prison. The the critters, or they call them the Krites, escape in on the ship and land on uh, Earth and land on the you know this little farm, this little town in this the back of this farmhouse. And uh, these bounty hunters, these alien bounty hunters, have to go and 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 destroy yeah. them, catch them, I guess. But they're kind of cool because they 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 kind of this like blank look to them, like blank weird head that morphs and they can morph into whatever they want so when they're coming down to earth they pop on the tv they're going through the tv to pick and the one guy finds like this 80s rock rock star johnny Steele, and he <laughs> becomes him and then the other guy decides he can't he can't decide on anyone so throughout the movie he's constantly changing into like the town drunk the priest of the, the local town which is kind of fun there's some fun gags with that but yeah, this one it's kind of like more like uh, whereas Ghoulies Three is like totally silly. This yeah. is more like like the first Gremlins where it's it's, it's more, serious. It's is more it? horror. Like but there's comedy. There's like. there's comedy in there, but it is more of a serious horror film. Uh, people like they're pretty vicious in this. They shoot out these like little needles that kind of paralyze you. It opens up like the first kill is like the young girl's teen boyfriend gets that gets mm-hmm. uh, killed. Um, what I forgot is there's like a giant critter at the end, which was kind of kind of silly. But you're getting like the one kid who was like pretty much like a Bart Simpson type kid. He's shooting the the critters with slingshots and firecrackers, and I don't know I, I had fun with those. Surprised how enjoyable it was because some of these, uh, you know, I'll just say some of these little creature films are. are yeah, I'll, I'll just say I'm not gonna. I'm they trying to hold. Up. I'm trying to keep a positive vibe, but you recommended the Puppet Master films for me, <laughs> and I would just say they did not work. They it were didn't what work for you. They were what I was worried these films were going to be, but these these were fun. Uh, the second one again, I won't say too much, but Mick Garris directs this one, uh, and same thing. So it's like the kid. Is, he's a teen. He's coming back to town. He's kind of worried that everyone thinks he's crazy because he told the story about these critters and there was no proof. But I guess a couple critter eggs survived and they get mixed in with it. It, ha- it takes place on Easter and they get mixed in with the Easter eggs. Um, so it's critters. You know, there's a great scene where they get in the, the Easter bunny and the, he's the, the guy in the Easter bunny outfit's coming out on Easter with the kids at the church and the critters like eat them and kill them uh, in front of the kids. Um, but yeah, th- this one is just this one is, is a this lot- one played for laughs. This one is a little bit more sillier. They're definitely having more fun. Again, this one, the alien, the bounty hunters come down, and there's a great scene where he picks up uh, a Playboy magazine and he bases his look on the Playboy magazine. But it's like one of those um, three page spreads or whatever. So there's like a, a staple in the middle. So when he becomes her, she has like the staple stuck. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah, and there's the critters in this one just have way more personality. Like in the first one, they're more. Are just, they talking like the Agulis three? Not, they're not necessarily talking, but they definitely have like reactions, and I, they might talk with subtitles. I forget to be honest, but they definitely have more personality in this one. There's a great scene where they all roll up in a ball, and they 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 roll like over. They roll over some guy, and then when the the ball 
goes off. The guy's like a skeleton, like one of those gags. Uh. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it, it, you could just tell McGarris, who I'm not, I like him as a writer and an interviewer. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of his directing style. And I think this might be his best film. I think it's the only film that um, doesn't look like shit. <laughs> I mean, a lot of his films don't look great. But uh, yeah, I, I totally had fun with both of them. I'm, I'd probably go seven, even seven and a half on these uh, awesome. as well. I have some more fun flicks, but I'll let you guys jump in with something. All right, so go ahead, man. Yeah, so I've uh, been diving deep into Deadwood. Cocksucker. Cox uh, San Swearton. Francisco cocksucker. San Francisco cocksucker. Uh, Would you say that me and you are hanged eye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I, I probably, this, this is my fourth or fifth time watching this show. This might be one of the perfect shows that like finally uh, got closure. So did you watch the movie? I did, actually. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, but again, it felt like they didn't capture the same lightning in a bottle, but it's like, I wanted more of it. Like an hour and a half didn't really do it, it for it, me. It, 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 it closes a lot yeah. of the things that the third season yeah. Left leaves open, hanging. But you uh, still want more. Yeah, it would have been nice. Like, it, it would have been, they should have had a four season. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I've been thinking about this, and, and, and maybe you guys have some thoughts. What's your Mount Rushmore? for television shows so deadwood is on my mount yeah. rushmore a hundred percent i've watched it again it is in incredible it's maybe one of the best written things ever it's like uh gutter shakespeare or something it like. is insane how well they speak and every actor imbibes that character so well the acting is like is crazy ian uh ian mcshane i can't think of him in any other uh person other than him being swear gen well right? i remember like, when we were, we were over in england and mm-hmm. the guy that was running the label he yeah. wouldn't watch deadwood because he thought of of ian mcshane as love joy or whatever oh that's crazy but I, like for me i don't know what the fuck that is but yeah. I, I guess it was a big thing in in england but for me he just this he is, is elsewhere he's elsewhere it'd be forever. weird to meet him and not him be swear and call me like a cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like it's just pure kind of filth and mm-hmm. uh, like, but also beautiful the yeah, language did, and there's so much layers to it. Yeah, they they can speak and even like a Seth Bullock, I, I hate that guy, <laughs> but you should like him because he's like the honorable dude. But he's such like a sourpuss. <laughs> well, his ego just keeps getting yeah. in the way of of things. But they they kind of start making light of of, yeah. of that aspects of him charlie uh, fucking utter is always getting in the way yeah yeah like like uh calamity jane she's yeah. unbelievable so on the show have you ever watched this kyle i have not no. oh my god it is i haven't else. watched i don't think i've watched any hbo oh yeah this, oh, really? I, I think i've seen like the first couple seasons what of Sopranos. is so weird about this show it came mm-hmm. out uh nowhere like when HBO was down the rabbit hole of uh, the Sopranos and uh, what else was and on Carnival HBO? and yeah. what's the Rome. one uh, d- down uh, the bar- the about the Boardwalk Empire? No, buried underground or it's about oh um, yeah, six feet under, or six feet under. Yeah, yeah, this would have been around the same time as it that. It had no place at HBO at this point, but it just worked and, so well. And M- Millich is like yeah. th- th- was obsessive writing this so he would mm. basically hold up production be just sitting on laying on the ground um dictating to people working on the scripts forever mm. making sure every fucking word 
was right and meant yeah. something was but was also historically accurate it, yeah. it's it's bonkers the set is crazy you think about all yeah. the extras they have like every one of these episodes is is shot like a movie too yeah that's the other thing like there's so much detail and setups i i keep being amazed i think some of them show television shows have more cinematic elements than deadwood the movie did yeah it's weird right like i feel like a deadwood the movie had a budget it was just it it was almost smaller than some of the shows but i couldn't recommend it enough but but back to my so yeah what what is yeah i I will say as everyone i've talked about many times tv i'm so behind like deadwood is in my list i need to finish sopranos the wire game of thrones fuck there's so many classic tv shows i need to watch but um, breaking bad but yeah, what is your Mount Rushmore? I, I was actually at the wire. Actually, is might Mount be Rushmore up there. four? Yeah, if, yeah. You got four. Oof. You got four picks. So, I, and it, it's hard too because, like, when you think of a show like Community, the first like f- two to three seasons are so good, but they just kind of die off. The second half yeah. of that, is, uh, and yeah, isn't isn't quite up to the same standard. Yeah, there's no way you can talk about the Simpsons. Like, what is like great from start to finish? Like, I think yeah, that, the Wire, Deadwood. Yeah, my problem with Deadwood is it ends so abruptly. I, honestly, like yeah. the, the movie, almost for me is yeah. like an amended like fourteenth yeah. episode of the season exactly. now or yeah. whatever. So it kind of like wraps it up in a nice bow. What about Freaks and Geeks? Per- yeah, perfect, but only lasted like a season. So that's yeah. why Freaks and Geeks is in, in mind. Perfect. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable, but doesn't quite have this thing that makes it tech. I think yeah. I got mine. Yeah, with two honorable mentions because of course I got to do that. Shit. Yeah, I just uh, number it'd be Twilight Zone. Okay, yeah. The X-Files. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Um, and Seinfeld, just because I think that's the greatest sitcom. If yeah. I had honorable mentions, probably The Office was, is probably my second favorite yeah. sitcom, maybe. And Rescue Me uh, with Dennis Leary, yeah. which I think is a perfect mix of like drama and comedy. All the way through? Yeah, yeah the, Rescue Me is... Have you seen it? Yeah, I couldn't get... Okay. And then I started hating it after like the fourth season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it, it does kind of like repetitive. Torture, torture he's, porn. Uh, he's, he's kind of despicable. But uh, no, I enjoyed it to the end, I thought. I thought it ended pretty well. I just feel like everyone died like every like episode. Yeah, yeah they started... So the last two yeah. seasons, everyone started dying. Yeah, yeah. The, once the kid... It, not even spoiler. like firefighters. Like yeah. everyone surrounded oh, him. He's been kind of happy for a couple episodes. Let's yeah. just fucking run over his yeah. kid or something like that. And, and like, I, But there was no it, impact. It did, it did get really... Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. liked it though. Um, I, I I I I would say I really loved the, the. I'm a big Dennis Leary fan too. I'll say. Mm-hmm. So I think mine is um, Deadwood, The Americans. Um, I've never even heard that of that one. It's about Russian uh, spies that are living among just the average person in the, the 1980s mm-hmm. um, um, America. Huh. It's fucking amazing. Carrie Russell and Matthew, uh, f- fuck Lillard. No. Yeah, Matthew. Lillard. No, I, well, he's the Welsh actor. Fuck, what? not Reese. No. Anyways, he's. Yeah. They're both unbelievable in it. Uh, I love the storytelling. I love how there's like always a little bit of humor. You got Margot Martindale and Frank Frank Langella who like Matthew Rice. Mm-hmm. Rice. Rice. Yeah. Oh, um, I said Reese. Yeah, I was yeah, close. Close. I. I, I, I yeah. I, um. 
they're some of mm. my the greatest performances, but it's also kind of got like the spy show occasion. Have they wrapped that up? Yeah, it's wrapped in it, it five seasons, six seasons. Yeah, and, I bought the first season. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this one day, and just been sitting there. Like, it's, it's so yeah. good. Um, so that would be there. Mad Men, which I rewatched and just fucking uh, loved, I loved even more on on the second, and then it's probably Seinfeld. Yeah. It is probably Seinfeld yeah. for me as you well. You gotta have that nice mix, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no Sopranos for anyone. I I, I I had a hard time with Sopranos, man. Like okay. I loved it, but there was a lot of like bunk episodes. And See, just I haven't kinda, seen it forever, and, and like yeah, some artistic choices. You that might come didn't back to me in the Sopranos or yeah. The Wire, which I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Can I guess yours, Maddie? Yeah, go for it. The Wire. The Wire. Breaking Bad. I was gonna go Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, the Off. No, that's but Hannah. Close. That's Hannah's. That's got to be Hannah's. You got to be. You got to hate The Office because Hannah watched it so much. Right? Yeah, <laughs> after like the uh, fifth or sixth season, and like it gets really. Uh, I find the uh, oh Parks and Rec. No, oh Seinfeld then Thirty Rock. Oh, Thirty Rock, okay. yeah, 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 and Deadwood. I think might be the nice. Thirty Rock probably. On the re the last, I find like the last season is a bit much, but yeah, it's it's so great. But yeah. I, I remember watching it again and being mm-hmm. like, "This is great," but they're they're long seasons and they're not all great. Yeah. Not every episode. I, I is find great. that for all those two thousand series. I mean, Parks and Rec, I didn't enjoy as much as you guys, but mm-hmm. even The Office and Thirty Rock, I feel like going back because Becky's always rewatching those. There's the elements that are dated and don't hold up for as, as well as for me. Whereas I feel like Seinfeld still holds up like the first time i watched it mm-hmm. like that does not age it's, it's only because the, the, sto- the first stuff are so relatable. season's kind of hard on seinfeld i, I, I like the first yeah. isn't that the one where they get lost in the parking lot that's one of the first I think that's second, second season, season. Oh, okay the first season is like six episodes oh, the first yeah. season has the one in the um, laundromat, laundromat though which yeah. is kind of fun that's the first episode yeah. that's only six episodes though like. yeah. yeah it's the same yeah. I, I put that in the same category as the parks and rec first season yeah where, where they're not really the same show the characters don't act yeah. the same yeah, like they change george is different yeah, and Elaine's not even the first like two episodes. Two ups- yeah, one or two episodes, and it ends mm. as bad as it- I-, I always was. Like people are overstating how bad Seinfeld ends. Yeah, it's not bad. the second to last episode where he may be hiring the maid to be a prostitute or whatever is yeah. the worst episode of the I whole don't series. I remember that. Um, we we just watched it. It was probably four or five years ago, but yeah, it- I-, I still I've love been- it. I've been dying to revisit it, but I'm just waiting. Like, where the fuck is the Blu-rays, man? Yeah. That's like the only show, big show, like Friends, Community, 30 Rock. They're all on Blu-ray, except for Seinfeld. I don't think it's going to matter too much. I know it's not. <laughs> I just, I, I just, uh, you just know. want the uh, collection. Yeah, and yeah. I think if you, the bigger the screen you watch on, too, like I find it just gets more pixelated and shit. I, I fa- Especially the, some of those like early seasons. The early seasons, but they may not be able to make those any better. Yeah. Well, here there's already like I guess they did get them in HD, but the um the I guess they fucked with and made them widescreen, so the framing is all off, oh, which fuck. they've been doing. They uh, did with Friends, they did with X Files. Um, that's kind of the new thing. In some cases, they've given you both versions, but in some cases, they haven't. X Files, you didn't get that, which kind of sucks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, have Maddie. you watched the uh, Invisible yet? The Invincible? Mm-hmm. It's on Prime right now. Oh, I have not. It's no. the same guy who wrote like a yeah, yeah. what's that called? The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, thanks, buddy. It's a beer beer refill beer time. clock. Yeah, I've actually watched the first three episodes, and like I am surprised how good of a comic book show it is. It actually feels like you're reading a comic it's book. A, it's animated, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, Robert Kirkman, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even like the last like uh, five, like they start up with the credits, and then like 
the show just turns on its ear in the post credit scene. Huh. It is so good. Like I'm so excited about watching the rest of it when we're done this uh, <laughs> hundred movie. So Damn. another question: Ricky Jay in Deadwood. What happened to his character, and why didn't he stick around? Because he was such a cool character. He's that great. Seems I like think Ricky Jay was busy doing some of his like magic, magic stuff, stuff, but his character they they they, they write, wrote out it, yeah it, in kind of like he gives her the money and doesn't mm-hmm. want Powers yeah. Booth uh, yeah. to to how, kill how him. Great, how great is Powers Booth in the show too? Cy Tolliver, yeah, Cy Tolliver, just ruthless. Um, and and Major Dad, yeah, <laughs> who plays uh, Hurst is. Just like he is incredible. so villainous. I've never yeah. seen somebody that you hate so much. Well, it he all there's all this intrigue in the town. Uh, last thing I'll say about Deadwood, yeah. and in the first two seasons, and in people are mm-hmm. double double crossing each other there, and then Hearst starts coming in, mm-hmm. and there's like a, a guy that they can rally behind because community is the community is yeah. bigger than all of them. It, mm-hmm. it, it's really interesting. How many seasons is Deadwood? Three. Three. Okay. Um, there's not a bad episode that it I really is. I think the reason I never checked it out too is because I heard it kind of ends I, I abruptly. Mean, yeah, and, and now they have the movie that does finish. Up. Isn't yeah. Rome's another one? Is that HBO or something? That, yeah, HBO. That Rome did, is okay. And or Carnival one. Yeah, Rome one or both of them didn't have an Rome ending. Rome kind of like the guys don't really get an ending, but it it's it's history, so you kind of know the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just like read up and like the, and the same way with Deadwood. Like if yeah. you wanted to actually. I guess these are based on real characters. Yeah, they're like, all real characters. Real Deadwood. And they're they're quite close uh, uh, to the historical uh, Question I want to ask. Stories. Have you uh, seen the uh, fight between Dan Doherty and uh, the captain? Yeah, that's it just happened. It is one of the most brutal fights I've ever seen on like uh, on in a screen, movie. Ever. It is so real and raw and like gut-wrenching. The it it goes on for like 15 minutes. It's long. It's yeah. it's the same uh, length as the, uh, the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, uh, yeah. we're, we're gonna the glasses. Yeah, we're, and, and we'll they, talk about it. We're, we'll be yeah. talking about they live soon, but uh, yeah, there's yeah, a similar it, scene it, except much more. Yeah, <laughs> the, the choreography much more uh, uh, intense, intense, and in the choreography mm. uh, and the way it's shot is just so fucking raw. Yeah. A lot is that a, a rapey show? No, HBO. A lot of their shows tend Not to be rapey, really. aren't they? There. Are, there's a few questionable uh, acts, but yeah, in, in, in most of like there's some squirmy scenes, but yeah. it's it's like there's a lot of prostitutes in yeah. the town and mm. they're not being treated well. Yeah, um, but they're being paid well. No, no. <laughs> they're being <laughs> paid. <laughs> uh, and, okay, before we go on, my favorite character in the show is a tit licker. <laughs> no, no, no matter what I do in life, my like nickname will never be as bad as the tit licker, <laughs> right? Ah, uh, we could. Yeah, it could be. I could, yeah. could be a lot worse things, but I, I, my my favorite <laughs> might be Richardson. Yeah, which one's Richardson? He's uh, Farnham's. Uh, side sidekick. Oh, right, right, right. Who's, Who's got like, the antlers? Worst thing, the uh, the antler. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy actually. Okay, well, um, what, what are you going to give uh, Deadwood? Like uh, nine point five. Yeah, um, I was going to say that's. It's it's a, it's even better than I remembered. Yeah, and again, I, it's one of them shows that the more you watch, the more you like, and the more you get. Like I'm still getting lines. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's what yeah. that means. Yeah, because it's it's so the language is so dense. Like if you stop paying attention, yeah, you're you're, you're lost. lost. 
I'd probably and, subtitle that bitch. Yeah, there's so much going on too because they're like annexing the town, and you're like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and and there's a lot of double crossing, but maybe yeah. not. It's 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 not dumbing down for the audience at all, whatsoever. Cool. And, and and that's actually supposedly how they spoke there because it was this – you had a lot of people that came from education and yeah. wealthy families and then you had these people that were just like no education, yeah. just going there to try to strike rich with mm. gold. This is a perfect segue to the movie I'm going to talk about. What are you going to talk about? 1988, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I can see the correlation between these two. <laughs> Is uh, Peter Jason in this movie yeah. as well? Uh, this actually has a, a young and early appearance from George Clooney, yeah. who is fucking charming as hell. And like, right, you can see that this guy's going to be a star. Yeah, um, took him a while, this didn't it? Budget movie. <laughs> yeah, I think this. Well, this would have been so '88. He would have been doing Roseanne around this time, probably. Yeah, he had a slumming in Roseanneville for and, uh, a bunch of years. And Lan- 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 Roseanne was like the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest shows probably on TV at the time, right? But he's like a very bit character yeah, yeah. and 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 it's 95 er I, th- I thought it was earlier i thought it was like 93 or something uh, no i think it's like around there 94 95 and and, um, and really no, it doesn't start like, out of sight was like 96 97 yeah. oh well then um well, dust will die 94 98 probably actually 95 okay that's probably one of his first leading roles yeah in not a Return the Camilla, Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> well, he's not even, he's like the friend in this one, but he's pretty much, you know, in it quite a bit. Uh, John Aston is in this as the evil scientist who is turning tomatoes into, John Aston's amazing. into mindless yeah. uh, people that he controls. So he turns them into like these mindless kind of ramble, like <laughs> soldiers to guard his house. He also turns one into like a really hot uh, woman who the lead falls for. Um, so you have a, a cheesy, stupid romance in there. This is a weird movie in that like, Half of it is really bad. It's low budget. The story is bad. Like it doesn't work. But then there's there's some gags that like really do work. Like it opens up. There's a lot of meta humor. It opens up and they start playing the movie. And it's like this beach movie comes on and the title comes on. Big breasted girls go to the beach <laughs> and take their tops off. Is the name of the movie. <laughs> and like, but right before they do it, I think it cuts away and they're like, whoa, whoa, this isn't the right movie. So like, that's kind of opens the movie and you're like, oh, okay, I get what I'm into. Yeah. You get like an '80s version of the attack of the killer tomatoes, the catchy tune song. Um, but yeah, there's just there's some great gags in there. There's a, there's another moment where like in the middle of the movie they just like stop. And then you pull and you get to see behind the scenes and they're like, ah, we ran out of money. We can't film anymore. What are we going to do? And they're brainstorming ideas. And then they come up with George Clooney. He's like, what about advertising? And they're like, yeah, it's a great idea. Then the movie starts playing again. And now they're all wearing, it's like Wayne's World had to rip yeah. this off. They've all got like the Adidas in the background on. and stuff like that. And he's like, he's working at the diner. He's like, oh, how are, are you hungry? And he's like, oh, I'm starving. How about this? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he names like this hammer and all these, like there's some, and th- from that point throughout, there's constantly in the background, you notice like advertisements. Oh, that's actually pretty so good. I, I thought that was kind of fun. So there's, I don't know. It's this weird movie that like some of it really works and then some of it is kind of, uh, a painful I only have slog faint to get through. glimmers of this in yeah. my memory bank right now. Like the first film, I remember hating. Like it's got a great cover. I love the cover, and I was so excited to watch it. And it's liter- it's terrible. It's them rolling like tomatoes down the street. Like at least this one, there's kind of some stuff to it, yeah. I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was it's fun. Again, not top 100 material. I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. Okay, better than uh, the the cartoon. I don't remember the cartoon. No, at all. I, I remember like I remember there was a cartoon. I remember of it, 
Um, but I, I haven't seen that probably since I was a kid. I, I don't think it's... If that came out on DVD, I'd probably pick it up, watch <laughs> yeah. an episode, and never watch it again. <laughs> That's but, pretty Is Life with Louis on DVD or no? No, I don't know what's going uh, on. Yeah. I would t- actually buy that one because yeah. I, I think that I has some great that. episodes. Uh, and then I followed that up with another super fun. This one was actually very, very close. It's, I, I guess it's possible I could sneak him, but probably not. Um, from 1987, Blood Diner. Okay. Uh, I watched this, actually. Directed by Jackie Kong. <laughs> um, this is a fun movie, but it's almost like a trauma movie. But but the, the jokes, jokes actually better. were. Yeah, yeah like, a bit better. But like, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, it opens up. Uh, th- these kids are playing. Their uncle comes in with an axe and he says like, he gives them like some spell book or something and goes and gets gunned down in front of them. And then we cut to like years later, they're now like young adults, I guess. Yeah, adults running a vegetarian um, restaurant. Yeah, running a vegetarian restaurant. They uh, they dig up his body, resurrect him with some spell, and he's back to life. And he's like this brain with eyes in like a, a jar. jar. And he just like talks shit. Like, and he's constantly the whole t- like, like derogatory. Like, yeah, I was about to say, like, I can't. Yeah, you can't say, say what any of the say. words. What he's calling it. It's totally eighties, <laughs> yeah. but totally like calling them the, all these names all the time. Um, but the, the, the humor in this film is so insane, yeah. but it's hilarious. Like, it does there's, work. Um, uh, there's a there's this in, the insane scene that makes like they're just serving food and the guy's watching wrestling because he he also wrestles in his spare time and there's this big kind of biker wrestling guy. He's like, oh, I wonder if you uh, cook as good as you wrestle. And he puts his arm out to do like an arm wrestle. And the guy, the 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 guy jumps behind him, puts him in a in a headlock, and he starts vomiting everywhere <laughs> on everyone. And everyone's just like laughing. Oh, this is good fun times. And then like after after it, he's like, sorry about that. And he hands him like free food food on me. He's like, oh, fucking right, it is. Like it's just like what? Like they just act like nothing happened. Yeah. They're all covered in vomit. Like it's, it's that type of movie where they just throw out the humor and they don't care. The, the one of the best scenes is like they go into the they have to go undercover to the nightclub because the whole story is they're trying to resurrect this goddess Sheetar and they have to kill women and they're going to create they have to perfect body stitch her to, yeah with all the different body parts so they're murdering uh, various women so they get to the club to pick up some women and they're in disguise and the one guy's got like a Travolta kind of disco look and the other guy's got like an 80s punker look mm-hmm. but just it looks so ridiculous but they go to like get in and the guy's like um, the bouncer at the front won't let them in. He's like, I need to see ID. And he's like, here's the ID. And he grabs him, throws him on the road. And this, when it, those, you know those cars that like, like the bounce. hydraulics. <laughs> that just comes out of nowhere, stomps out his head and everyone that's waiting in line and everyone, they're all just like pointing and laughing. Like, oh, the guy just got his head stomped on and splattered everywhere. And everyone just acts like it was a funny joke. Like that's the type of movie you're getting into. It, it's just insane. There's a, the chief of the police, who's awesome, and he's constantly giving the detective working from shit, but he constantly just keeps on beating him up for yeah. no apparent reason. Like, he'll say something, he'll be like, you fucking idiot, just start beating the crap out of him, and then just go back to nothing, and you're like, what is going on? But it's so funny, like, it just happens throughout the movie. Yeah. Even at the end, I think, even at the end, when he saved the day, he still, like, gives him shit and beats him up. And what's really weird is there are always, like, musical numbers, but, like, 50s-style music numbers that don't fit at all, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's one of those movies that has to be seen yeah. to really be, and it'd be a great like another great party movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the, the scene too where he's like driving by his car. I think he's going to pick up a woman, and on the way there, he happens to see some biker guy that his his bike won't start, and for no apparent reason, he just hits him, runs him over as he's singing like the 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 mumble song and he's just hopping around on the van and he runs over him and then but the guy survives and then he goes like back runs over again and, and this goes on for like five minutes several yeah. times because <laughs> the guy just won't die like it, it I don't know I thought the humor was just it was 
kind of really funny in this. There's like a wrestling scene with a Nazi wrestler and like the, the random like archaeologists they go talk to for whatever reason. And she's just this angry person giving shit to all her employees. Like it's, but all these like little scenes, they're all hilarious. Like it, it almost feels like a bunch of skits that they combined and it works. Like the yeah. plot, how it works. It's cohesive. Uh, and then even the kills are kind of insane. Like he's, they work at a restaurant and he has, he brings some women home and she takes off her clothes. He covers her in chicken batter. And, the and then sticks her head in the deep fryer. Like, uh, anyways. Oh, and then someone else gets like cut vertically in half. Like, it, it, this movie is just, um, yeah, it, it's it's yes. awesome. I'm gonna get again. There, there's some stuff. I think maybe again, maybe it runs a little too long. Mm-hmm. I think it's only an hour and a half though. But it's like some of that humor kind of gets yeah. old. But it's uh, it's worth a watch. I'm gonna give it seven and a half. Oh wow! Oh, you I, 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 I think I gave it like a six point five. Yeah. It's just I don't know, man. It's a movie that like I was laughing yeah. by myself throughout watching it, which is you know rare, especially mm-hmm. for this. Usually, like horror comedies usually do not work. I can nah. you know count on my hand the number of yeah. Like I mean, yeah, there's Return of the Living Dead stuff like that, but I'm talking like straight comedy, are comedy with horror elements. Yeah. And like yeah, th- this is one of the few that did. Yeah, I think most of the trauma and Full Moon and all they that kind of shit really doesn't. Um, but yeah, I uh, I had a blast for this one. Uh, Speaking of trauma, I watched a movie that was written by one of the co-writers of uh, Tromeo and Juliet. I went and saw Suicide Squad in the theater. Uh, okay. I had a blast with this, man. It was like a Saturday morning cartoon with like crazy violence. And like every time you think it is going to zig, it zags. Like it kept me on uh, my toes. I had such a blast with it. The only issue, have you guys heard about these 4DX theaters? The ones with the moving chair? It is a yeah. moving chair 3D ride for two hours. It was so annoying. You saw, you paid that? You uh, yeah, well, I, I had a scene car, so I'm like, oh, it's time for the 12. I didn't know yeah. what it was. I thought, like, oh, maybe. Cool. I've had those people behind me and be yeah. like, shot. Like, because it's loud, man. If they're sitting right behind you, it's The like, entire theater was yeah. these chairs. Oh. Yeah. Weird. It, it was not worth. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, like, they ruined it for me. Is that your first time back to theaters? This year? Yeah. No, I saw. Yeah, I guess so. I saw you saw Tenant. Yeah. Oh, but that, that was last year, right? Yeah, I guess so. This is my first time back to theaters. Yeah, wow. So, uh, yeah, I had a blast. It seems like a madcap, like, adventure that, like, they have a... Um, is it like an R-rated, raunchy Guardians of the Galaxy? It really is. And, like, it has, like, this comedy that actually works really well. There's one scene, I guess, with the polka dot where everyone he kills, he pretends it's his mom. So all the time you see him, like every girl he's interacting with is his mom. So he's at this club and he's dancing with a bunch of girls. Then it pans and it shows him just like dancing with a bunch <laughs> of girls that look like his mom. And then at the end of it, I don't want to give anything away, but there's like a big kaiju monster at the end of this movie. And at the end of it, it shows him thinking that this big kaiju monster is just his giant mom. It, hmm. The jokes worked really well. <laughs> I'm giving it an eight. How, how does this compare eight? to the first Suicide oh, Squad? This is night and day difference. Night and day, man. Like I feel like the first one. This is an apology for that one. Well, I I, I want to see the original cut because that, that cut is kind of like the Zack Snyder thing where David Ayer, I guess, like he did a serious film, and then they cut together this poppy trailer, and the the reaction was positive for that. Uh, so they hired the guy that did the trailer to go and like pretty much edit the movie. They took the film away from him, and he said that like it's not his film. Like it's completely yeah. changed in tone and everything. And he said it was kind of like this personal film. Cause I guess that guy's had a bit of a crazy rough life. life, rough life. And like, he had a lot of moments that kind of meant something. And then, uh, they just destroyed it and made it whatever the shit that, yeah. that was. Cause it was, it's still it like good. not going to be good. 
I don't know. I think you could. The, all the all the action scenes in that were garbage, and they weren't. In, but, I they, don't, but they, but they yeah. t- there's like there's like twenty minutes of Joker stuff that they took out, and all the humor they added after the fact. Anything with Jared Leto, I could eighty six in that movie. That's mm. for sure. I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious. Like the best thing they've kept is, even though I didn't really like the Harley Quinn movie, is, yeah. is her, her her performance is the best thing in, in the original Suicide Squad. As yeah, well. it's true. Like it, that movie is too much helicopter crashes for the longest time. You yeah. didn't really understand why it was going on or where they were going, but they were just crashing the, helicopters. The first trailer though is pretty incredible for that mm-hmm. movie, and that's supposed to be the tone before they did the, the second yeah. poppy fun trailer. It, yeah, I don't even know. It's so it's weird that this movie got like a, a do over. Like it I is kind of weird, yeah. Normally, if this is going to do well, it got panned. I think. I think it's because of it, honestly. I think it's because of Harley Quinn. That makes the most sense. And to me, I, I think this is going to be the end of Harley Quinn. Yeah, she done. Well, this movie has not done well. I know we're during a pandemic. But yeah. it still didn't do well. Um, it did way worse than the last one. I think well, it did even lower than their expectations. But even like in Birds of Prey, didn't do well either. Like they both did review like critically. They yeah. both did great, but uh, money wise, they both kind of been bombs like this is going to probably be a bomb and birds of prey i think was a bomb so. no i think birds of prey did pretty well i don't think so. like i don't think it did like um, um boffo boffo i don't think it did but... marvel money but i think it still did pretty good i don't think it made profit here i'm gonna check it right now all right he's gonna check yeah and i feel this movie should make money like it it's the, it is i don't know you yeah. still released... it was a huge bomb huge uh, 82 to 100 million dollar budget so keep in mind they say you should make two and a half times so it yeah. should have made 250 million to be a success yeah Maybe even 200. It made... Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought I saw 20 minutes. Okay. It made two, 200 million. So... Okay. It, it made what it's supposed to make. It made... Well, it, like, to it be, probably lost him a little bit of money. Yeah. Well, probably like... It was, yeah. She was streaming or whatnot. They got yeah, like, somehow... They'll get all that back. Yeah. yeah. The, but yeah, I mean, again... Not a, like, not a huge success, but enough to be like... You're not, not dead. To, not enough to do a sequel, though. Like I, I think this one, they this was kind of like their chance. Like uh, maybe people just didn't care about the other characters, and now that we've had a third movie, I mean the first and that Suicide came out Squad in February too, right? Yeah, that one came out right near the start of the pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's another thing. There's yeah. probably like an extra fifty million dollars that yeah left on the table there because everything closes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know. Either I, way, not that I love that movie. That I yeah. thought that movie wasn't very good. Um, I found she was obnoxious. By the end of that movie, I'm like, all right, it's too enough. much of that character. Yeah, yeah. she was. Well, I think they ruined all this. the other characters yeah. in that movie too. Like that, yeah. those other characters should have been great. Like when you ruined Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yeah, you yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought she was she was awful, in that awful movie. in that movie. Yeah. I actually kind of blamed her a little bit more though. It didn't seem like there was much of a like. Uh, there was no choices that was made yeah. uh, by the actor. Anyways, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about this. I, 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 I do want to see it. Yeah, yeah, you guys got to check it out. Like for sure. Like I think you'll love it. You not so much. Yeah, did you like Guardians though? Didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might not like this movie. Yeah, I'm curious about what you think. I the think first one, it. the first one, I, I, yeah. but by the second one, all the comedy stuff didn't really work for me anymore. Yeah, you were marveled out by that point. See, I don't know. I don't even love Guardians on rewatch as much. Like, I, I really liked the, the first time I seen it, and each rewatch, yeah. it kind of goes down. Well, of course, so that's what this movie is. It's, it's, it's yeah. popcorn movies. Like yeah. these movies aren't going to hold up. Like that's I'm going to watch this movie again. Like, oh yeah, why, why did I like it? Why uh, for me, it's like oh, I, I, I feel like I need to see this one in the theater if I'm gonna, yeah, get what i'm gonna get out of it yeah but um i don't know if that's gonna happen mm. um kyle 
I can keep on going here. Uh, let's cover two old flicks from the 50s, 60s. Start off with The Earth Dies Screaming from 1964. Okay. This is one that I've had to... I, I don't think I'm going to get to in time. It's not It's not top one. These are both movies that I think I, I picked up for Kino, 10 bucks. They kind of sound interesting. Threw them on like a Shocktober or two. And they were just kind of pleasant surprises. They're movies like you throw on, you don't expect much a Sunday afternoon. And you're like, yeah, that was kind of fun. That's what these movies were, but I wanted to revisit them just in case, and I just kind of felt like watching them. The best part about both of them is they're like in the 60-minute range. I think one's 62 minutes, one's so what, 67 what's the minutes. other one? Uh, the other one is Invisible Invaders from 1959. So Earth Eye Screaming, directed by Terrence Fisher, again, because they're so short, they just throw you right in the action. It just opens up. People are mysteriously dropping uh, dead. Helicopter, or planes are crashing, trains are crashing, whatever. Um, this jet tet, Jet tet, jet <laughs> test pilot rolls into a town. It's all deserted because everyone's dead or whatever. He ends up uh, going find this little hotel. There's a handful of survivors. You have like the, the, the there's like an older couple. One of the husbands a drunk. You got a young couple. One of them's pregnant. They're escaping to go be on their own away from their parents. Whatever. Um, so you have a, a group of people, and uh, yeah, as they're there trying to figure out what the next step is, they look outside and they see these men in spacesuits, kind of like walking through. The town they look like they're checking out, so they think, ah, oh, it's the government. You know, they're just mm-hmm. there was probably some nuclear bomb or something that went off, and they're checking for radiation, looking for survivors. And the one woman runs out there, and it's not; it's like this robot kind of thing inside the the dome shaped spacesuit. Um, and he, it touches her, and she dies immediately. Um, and they try to they try to attack her, attack the robot uh, alien, whatever they are, with guns, and their suits are bulletproof. Um, and yeah, they also have the power to resurrect the dead. So this, you get to awesome. some early sixty zombies with like the the white eyes, white eyes, which I think looks so cool. Mm. Um, yeah, it's one of those movies. Like, there's not much to it. It's kind of like goofy, harmless fun. It's you know, six again, sci fi, sixty two minutes. What yeah. you can't really go wrong at that point. It yeah. throws you in. There's not much to it, and it's it's just kind of one of those fun ones. Again, another Terrence Fisher one that you probably wouldn't love because again, it's not the, mm-hmm. the prettiest looking film. It's very you know, he's just doing the the, the shots needed uh, to tell the the story. But um, yeah, I, I had fun with it. And then Invisible Invaders, another one that just kind of throws you in. Um, pretty much these uh, invisible invaders come down from space and they say Earth demands Earth Earth to surrender, or um, they're they're going to invade uh, the planet and take over them. Um, and uh, I guess it would be U.S. probably, but I guess the world um, ignores their warnings and, uh, you know, whatever. And then you get all these montage of dams and buildings being blown up and stuff. And they, I think it's probably the used real footage from war and stuff. Um, and, yeah, kind of cool, too, where they the, the alien invaders, because at first they're invisible, so you just see, like, kind of those effects. You see the footsteps. Yeah. The, the bush is ruffling. Um, they take over dead bodies, and that's how they can move around and talk and stuff. And it's like the dead uh, bodies going to sporting events <laughs> and, like, warning the people at, like, football and hockey games, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, you you have a small group of scientists and soldiers. They get uh, they go to, like, a bunker, and they're going to work on some kind of solution to, de- to defeat these um, alien invaders. Again, not too much to it. I'm going to give Earth Die Screaming six and a half and Invisible Invader six. They're both, like... They're not amazing movies, but again, like they go, they'd be fun. Shocktober because yeah. they're quick, yeah, short. There's nothing to them. They're just kind of like, screaming. Um, I know there, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a cult following. Yeah, around they, that I one. think the, the aliens kind of have a cool look. Like the 
just the suits you can tell it's made of like there's definitely like a radio an old radio um microphone on the on the suit somewhere mm. at the front for their like breathing apparatus whatever they just kind of have this cool look in the space suits. they just have that 50s i love that 50s 60s yeah. kind of sci-fi robot vibe yeah. well I, I you know since we're talking uh about uh TF Terrence Fisher, who uh, I, I haven't been that impressed with going through Hammer. I, I thought his version of Dracula was so so. I really didn't like his his werewolf, Chris the werewolf, um, and, and then uh, what was the other, the Devil's Rides Out was the other one that I watched, and yeah. I, I was not um, not loving any of those. But I I then gave his Frankenstein. A shot the other week, Ooh. and I thought his Frankenstein was was quite good. So this is the Curse of Frankenstein yeah. from 1957. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, really, this comes down to for me is you got Peter Cushing oh, as so good. Uh, as um, as Frankenstein, and and he's unbelievable. He's so mm-hmm. like perfectly balanced, just perfectly evil, <laughs> evil, but like ambitious yeah. and and oblivious and just wanting yeah. to uh, his ego really takes over yeah. there's depth to his character and i like that he's trying to build actually the perfect yeah. man like there's there's, yeah. there's a lot of great uh, background on there um he's got a uh kind of mentor tutor guy that he uh, eventually eclipses who I find is kind of bland, and yeah. he just ends up doing the same thing. You're going too far. <laughs> I, I think they needed some hero, I guess, in this yeah. one. Yeah. So, and 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 at first, I was like, okay, he's he's, but he does yeah. that for the next fifty minutes of the movie, and it's like whenever this guy comes in, well, f- fuck all of this. Yeah, and his cousin, that's the love interest. Who mm. who the fuck cares about this? But Christopher Lee is the monster. Uh, he's, I love the great moment where he has like his scientist friend over and. Right away, he's thinking, like, if I kill this guy, that's the perfect brain. The perfect brain. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to live that much longer. I'll just throw him over the balcony. Yeah, um, yeah like, there's there's all anything to do with Peter Cushing and how he's going after the body parts or how he's procuring these things mm-hmm. or how he's doing it. The lab is super cool. Um, you know, I think it's one of the better... You didn't mention that it's um, Christopher Lee as... Yeah, monster. I just did. Oh, just did, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. You weren't paying I, I, attention, sorry, man. I really yeah. like the look of the monster in this one, too. Yeah, right? the monster's like, interesting. interesting. And Christopher, I, Christopher Lee's got a presence yeah. uh, th- that works uh, with this. Um, so you need to see... Well, it's funny, because, yeah, because Dracula is also Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing Dra- as Dracula mm. and the... Van Helsing? Van Helsing. Um, you need to see the mummy, because that's... Christopher Lee as the mummy and Peter Cushing as the one that the mummy sent to get revenge on. But it, it's cool because it's like a d- completely different take on the mummy as well. Like this is like a mummy that smashes through doors and is strong. And it's, right. it's kind of, again, I kind of like these hammer because they were trying to like add blood. Like they were trying to do something like heighten them, I guess, for the time. This isn't it's your like, great, great yeah, grandfather's exactly. mummy. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to separate them. And I think like the mummy and Frankenstein's monster do that. Dracula maybe to a lesser extent, but I think there's some cool stuff in Dracula, some surprises as well. Like the opening of Dracula, I love where... Yeah, the opening of Dracula. You think it's the I, typical guy and you find mm. out that he's a hum, hunter. And Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, we're, we're, this is going to be... And then I I, I didn't yeah. really enjoy that one that much, but... Um, yeah, check out The Mummy then, because that's... So I'm, 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 yeah, maybe for Shocktober I'm going to give this one... What am I going to give this one? 7 or 7.5... Bentley, what are you gonna do? I I I I might go seven. Like I still have some issues with with Fisher and 
and and his direction. I, I don't think he's a great director, and and I I think the side characters occasionally it 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 kind of. It, 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 they they don't bring much to the table, and they do go away from him cushy more than you realize. I think when I thought back in the movie because he was such a big presence, yeah. and I thought back on it before we were gonna do this, and I was like, oh yeah, he disappears while this fucking well, dude. There's, is, there's like seven of these movies, and he gets more sinister through. in each one. It yeah. goes down. Same thing with the dragon. Like a lot of people like some of the sequels better, so you should maybe stick yeah, with I'm, it in October. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching. Like I think I have like them all. Even um, when I haven't enjoyed this, like The Devil Rides Out, which I didn't love, there was mm-hmm. all these scenes that I loved. It, it just, like, the things that I don't love, they seem to double down on. Yeah. It was just, like, this character in this, oh, I don't like that he's just doing this normal, like, you've gone too far, which, it, mm-hmm. honestly, I think this this is what happens a million times. Yeah. 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 I, again, like, I, I didn't really enjoy The Devil's Ride Out, Devil Rides Out either, and I didn't enjoy The Werewolf one either, so... Out of the the three that you didn't like, I didn't like two of them either. So, and I I still love like uh, the the Abominable Snowman one is fun again with Peter Cushing. That's a black and white one. Uh, Captain Chronos is fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love and a lot of the sequels like are, are the great. the Quatermass experiment that yeah. you didn't really love. I love like yeah. I l- love that movie. I I I loved. Uh, a taste of fear like yeah. I, I'm liking a lot of these Hammer movies. Yeah, I think they're kind of underrated. I mean, I know they have. A following a fan base but i still think there's a lot of people our generation that have kind of ignored and missed out on the hammer like have you even watched a lot of hammer i've or? watched a few of them yeah yeah, yeah. too crazy yeah <laughs> he's idiot. watched a few of them what the fuck i just i just don't hear enough people talk yeah. about them like when i even when i'm in horror groups and stuff he, like he, i think he pointed at you maddie yeah i don't <laughs> yeah. hear well, enough I, I, know, I know i know maddie loves captain chronos <laughs> yeah um but again, maybe that's something you know we should, we can watch some of those in, in October because I'm I'm eager to revisit a lot of them too. Like a lot yeah, of well, the, the sequels. We, we all got did we all get those sets or did I didn't get the set? Uh, no. well, yeah, Maddie so you gets, can you yeah, can borrow, borrow screwed some. over. But yeah. um, I and I I have a lot of them like doubles of some of them because I even have like the Scream Factory click. Oh, is that when yeah, we were yeah. screwing over that company and you didn't get to screw them yeah, over quite yeah. as much? I, I I had my pants down ready to give them the old Roger <laughs> in, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you with, um, with Fisher. I, I don't, I, I don't have the problems with him because I think, I think I never watch his movie and get distracted by his directing, but it is very, like, there's nothing that stands out about it, but I think it, it tells the story. Like it never, I occasionally feel like he, he's less, uh, dynamic than a Corman movie, which no one should ever be. <laughs> I don't know. Corman was pretty fucking talented. Well, like his his Poe Price stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I think there's a lot, but a lot of the Corman stuff occasionally, like when you're not away, when you're the big set pieces, they do a lot with. Yeah, but yeah. then they'll go like you're you're watching a play on stage, kind of like the. Um, the mask of the, the red death red death is the example i would use i there. still love the yeah. uh, when they go outside i, kinda, on I like one, the set actually. i yeah. like like the, a lot of those movies where you know you're on a set even when they're outside yeah. i don't mind the look of them oh, okay. yeah it's how they frame they, there's they're they're like c grade television or whatever from that era occasionally where it's just yeah. like here's the angle we got the coverage let's move on we're good we're not going to even yeah. worry about the the. Back I think it was thing. probably a budget thing. I think it was like a speed thing too. It's like let's just, and you'd have to be shots. really yeah. like super creative director, and and that's where you see early Corman. He is doing stuff. To, okay, now I want to really show something and show what we, you know mm-hmm. the, how cool this scene is, and he, he's a little bit more dynamic. Dynamic. Where I never get that from Fisher. Really, it's mm-hmm. it's really rare. There's a couple scenes in The Devil Rides Out where I was like, hey, this guy came alive for a second. 
Yeah, uh, I, I never really noticed. Like, I've always disliked a lot of his films. But yeah, once you brought that up and I've started watching it, I totally agree. Like, it is very almost like seventies TV, where it's it's just like seventies TV. We yeah. have this cool. We have a story to tell. We're gonna have cool sets and costumes and writing and acting, and you know the the directing is just there to do what it needs to. And really, like the the acting. Uh, in, in these Hammer movies, that's the big, yeah. big, big thing. A lot of, they have to. Pull it's their it's all cushing, man. Yeah. That's why, like again, we're talking uh, Mount Rushmore of actors. Peter Cushing is up there for me now. Like in the past five years, I I've only just... really liked him when he was a hologram. I'll be honest. <laughs> Wait, when I was a what, kid, like the new Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> I only knew him from Star Wars. Yeah. Right, it wasn't until I got older, and then I started like you see the Amicus. He yeah. does all the Amicus, yeah. all the Hammer. Like he's well, you so recognize him Tales from the Crypt, right? Like, but that's I mean, yeah. I saw that like later in life, yeah. though. Um, and I don't think I ever put two and two together. I'd see yeah. him, and then you know maybe a year later see another flick. But I think you, you were know, like you watch a bunch. You were like 45 when you were telling me about Peter Cushing. Yeah, it was when I was late 40s, early 50s. Oh, back when he was young. Back (laughs) when he was like younger. Um, Cool. Uh, What what else you guys got? I got got two more, though, to be quick with, and two more that I'm hoping I can talk to you about, and then we'll finish off with you. Okay. uh, So you want to do your two more? I got a quick television thing to say, and then... Yeah, yeah. Is it about Deadwood? I want to talk about Deadwood. Yeah, I'll do two. I'll do two. You jump in with your TV, then we'll end on the two that I I know you at least saw one of them, and uh, then we'll let you finish it off. Uh, So I'll be quick with these. I watched uh, from 2007, Inside... Ooh, oh, well, that yeah. is a rough watch. Yeah, this is the uh, French New Wave. Yeah. This is like part of that uh, French New Wave horror that with them Extre- and High Tension. Extreme, yeah. yeah. Calvaire, I think, is another one. Um, so the film opens up. You got a car crash. Unfortunately, there's some bad CGI showing like the baby in her tummy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, her, she and the baby survived the car crash. Her husband dies. Um, and now this is like, you know, whatever, a bit after... She's just moody, depressed. I think it's near Christmas. They they mention, but it's not Christmas trees or anything around. But the baby's due the next day. Um, her mom invites her, come, you know, stay with me, and I, I can drop you off. And she doesn't want her. She just wants to be by mm-hmm. herself. Um, and that begins the night of horror because someone knocks at her door. This woman knocks at her door and asks to use her, use her phone. And uh, she's smart about it, which is nice seeing a horror film. And she mm-hmm. says, she's like, no, I'm not trusting this. She says, like, she lies and says, oh, my husband's sleeping. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to let anyone in. I don't want him to w- wake up for work or whatever. And the woman says, like, your husband's dead. I know. Like, she knows who she is. Yeah. Um, and then starts, like, fucking banging on the door. She's going harassing around back, her. harassing her. And the woman's a photographer. She's taking pictures to try to get with the light to try to get her face because she's always in the shadows. Um, and there's some cool stuff with that. Um, but anyways, the woman calls the cops. Uh, by the time you get there, though, the woman has been go- is gone, and uh, she decides she's going to go. She's going to forget about it. Enough times passed with probably nothing. She's going to go to sleep. And I will not say any more because this is a movie I don't want to spoil. Yeah. But I, I know you haven't seen this, right? No, I've been wanting to see this. This, is, this would be a shock to This is a. It's not a fucking. Fu- this is like bloody. It is unrelenting. It is tense. I watched it once, and I was thinking about watching it before, it's like a miserable my wife movie. gave birth. Like I'm not gonna do yeah. that to myself. Like I think once is enough time seeing this movie. Yeah, like, it is uh, um, not for the faint of heart, and it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. You know, I, I don't want to say anymore. I think, but I think you got to watch mm-hmm. it. I think, and and it's something maybe even a film that your wife might get something out of possibly because it's it's scary. Like yeah. It's not a film that there's no fun to this one. Yeah, I guess some z- of the kills are kind of like zero this impractical, fun. 
cool practical effects, but it is like, yeah, I, I don't want to say any more. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about like, am I going to watch any of these uh, extreme? What 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 is what was that era called? In uh, I think it was the the uh, the uh, French New Wave. Yeah. Um, French New Wave from the sixties. Oh, I think this was called that too, though, for horror. Oh, okay. I think I did some research and wrote that down. Um, I think it was the French New Wave of horror. Um, Extreme horror, I don't know. Yeah, like, did I want to see Martyrs again? Did I? I, I yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Martyrs. I was going to try to watch that. Like, but. Martyrs is great. It's so good. But it's fucking unrelenting. Yeah, yeah I, I need to rewatch High Tension. I'm hoping to yeah, do that. Yeah, well, like, Martyrs, like, you think you're at the bottom, and that bottom drops out. Oh, like. yeah, does it ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, this is not a movie. I I put it on every five years or something, Mm -hmm. and I think it. You know, when you forget what happened, it's like holy fuck! (laughs) I forgot. Like, there's. I just. I'll just say there's like, there's a scene. She's in the bathroom, and that whole bathroom is just fucking covered in blood. And it's not a long movie either. Either Um, is it? Probably hour and a half. I think it's hour and a half, hour and twenty maybe. Yeah, but I've heard that it's it it, it has a oh it's zippy yeah yeah Yeah, like well because once it starts again I don't even want to say how it starts but that scene is fucking disturbing it doesn't really stop Um, no yeah it's definitely one you got to see it's not going to make my top one hundred but it is a great movie I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten again I just man it's fucking it's these aren't my favorite type (laughs) of films I'll just say. Um, and then I, I followed that up with uh, kind of completely unrelated, but I wanted to watch it. It's been a while. Um, I remember enjoying it when I first watched it. The Tenant um, from 1976. Oh, Polanski. This is a Plant- Polanski film. He actually strangely stars in this film, which is so weird. That's He's odd. the star of it. It's kind of like a male ro- uh, Rosemary's Baby in a sense in that he's in this apartment building and – strange things are like he finds a tooth in his wall i guess across from his window there's like a a bathroom and he sees like neighbors every night like in there going in there but then just standing and staring at the wall for like hours just weird stuff going on no one is like welcoming everyone is kind of rude and and uh standoffish with him he he has some people over they complain he's being too loud they complain constantly that he's too loud he's not allowed to have women over they ask him to sign a petition to get one woman kicked out and he's like no i'm not gonna do it like shouldn't do anything to me i don't even know her and that like puts him on the The shit list um so there's that stuff going on but there's also this other kind of psychological shit going on where he goes in like the diners like, oh, yeah, you're in that house where the I guess, yeah, the apartment he got, the woman um, jumped out and tried to commit suicide. Um, I'm not spoiling this happens right in the beginning. She dies shortly after. That's how he gets I'm not it. watching this shit now. <laughs> but anyways, so when he goes to like the, the local diner. I'm wondering when the time travel begins in this. <laughs> Where's the backwards bullets? <laughs> When he goes to the local diner, like the guy recommends, oh, yeah, she really liked this hot cocoa. You should try it. And then he asks for the smoke. So I'm sold out of those, but here's the Marlboro. She really liked this. And he oh. fi- he feels like everyone around him and all the people in this building are trying to like m- get him to become this woman and commit suicide. And you don't know. Is it psychological? Is this all shit in his head? Or are, is everyone in on it? And so it kind of, it's this kind of interesting story. He's surprisingly pretty good because you kind of worry when directors are starring yeah. in their own films. And especially Roman Plansky, it's hard to watch him on the screen the whole yeah. time considering he's a fucking rapist uh, mm-hmm. of a young girl. Um, but yeah, he, he's 
you know, I hate to say it, but he, he's not bad in it. Like, he's, he's pretty good in it. It's easier to worry he's the weasel in Chinatown, right? <laughs> well, he is kind of a, a bit of a swarmy guy. Like, how he gets the apartment, like, he finds, he knows that, he finds out about somehow that the woman committed suicide, and that's how he's going to get the apartment. But then he, like, goes to the hospital, and I don't know what his plan was to, to just check to see if she died or something. Mine's there's something like Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. or something, just waiting for a croak so he can get the apartment or something you'd see on a Seinfeld episode. But uh, there's also, there's a great, he has this great friend who's this dickish guy, and he's there when they're having the party and like because the only bathroom is the one across the window he doesn't have a bathroom his apartment so if you've got to go to the bathroom you gotta go all the way walk across so he's he's drunk and he says i'm not fucking walking there he goes to his sink and takes a piss in his kitchen <laughs> sink um did he left the dishes <laughs> no, i I'd hope there was none in there but he's just kind of the dickish guy but there's a great scene where he invites polanski over to his house and it's late night he starts blasting like a record and polanski's like uh do you think like are your neighbors gonna be mad? Do you think we should do this? And he's like, "Fuck them! I do what I want. I pay for this bar. I can do whatever I want." And then the guy like knocks on his door. One of his neighbors. He's like, "Sorry, sorry, sir. Can you turn that music down? My wife's just she's sick right now, and but she's trying to sleep." Fuck you and your wife. You think I care? Like he's just, <laughs> but it's just, it's hard to explain because it sounds so terrible. But it's this dark, the great dark comedic scene. Like this guy is hilarious. He's so fucking funny, but he's such like the biggest douchebag. But the way he's doing it, and he's playing this music, and he's like doing this <laughs> dance to it and everything. He's doing what uh, the uh, who's the guy from American Psycho? Yeah, oh, <laughs> um, that dance. Ba- Bateman. Yeah, Bateman. Yeah. Um, I, I had a, I had fun with that. Again, I, I don't know if it's. For me, it's not quite top 100 material. I didn't enjoy it quite as much this time around. Uh, I, maybe I just wasn't in the right mood. I think this is one of the first films, too, where I was like, I saw it like years ago, like 10 years ago or something, and it was like one of the first films that was like, I was used to watching Slasher and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And this was like this kind of quiet little psychological film that's more, you know, it's it was different than everything I'd watched. So I think at the time I was like, oh, that kind of... I really enjoyed that. Like, give me more of this type of film. Um, and now I guess I've seen more of that. But I still enjoyed it. I'm going to still give it six, or sorry, seven out of ten. Um, but I, I think you should watch this one. I know you haven't seen it, right, Adam? No, Again, I don't know if it's top 100, but maybe so it's I October. Ju- yeah, so I just cut this and moved it to October. I don't yeah. think I'm going to get to it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm at the point with the top hundred where there's a few movies I'm going to try to watch that you guys have done, or that I've just had on my list forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everything else has to move over to Shocktober. Like, yeah. and I got, yeah. I got to watch the, the list is insane. Right? I got to watch all these movies yeah. that I know are going to be on my list. Yeah. I think, yeah, no time for newbies right now. Well, I know you really enjoyed Repulsion. Obviously, I think fucking everyone loves Rosemary's yeah. Baby. So this way, it's a great, the great apartment trilogy because they're all about an apartment and like. And you guys have yeah. seen, you you you've yeah. seen all, all three I now. I didn't love Repulsion the first time, but I need to revisit. I was hoping to do it, but again, I don't think I'm going to make it till, till Shocktober on that one either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Repulsion. I haven't seen Repulsion, actually. I got I, to check that out. Yeah, yeah, I'll lend it to you. Cool. Yeah, it's probably a Shocktober number is what I'm thinking. I don't um, know. Yeah, you might want to. Oh, don't put <laughs> yeah, listen, Don't put it's any more. It's not that long. Like, okay. All right. It's like 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's a 20-minute movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... Uh, I wanted to talk about that one because I did enjoy it. That's I watched that in the Scream Factory Blue, which I recommend. Excuse me. Yeah, man. The beer is going I, right to me. Um, right, right to your head. Well, you talk about yours, and we'll, I'll finish off the two I wanted to finish sure. off. Sure, yeah. and then I got something for us yeah. all yeah. to kind of talk about again. It's similar, to, yeah. similar to Deadwood, but... Um, is it The Wire? <laughs> yeah, it's, we're talking about The Wire. No, I, I had the. I wanted to talk about. I like the Mount Rushmore. I've always yeah. thought yeah, it's changes over time, yeah, and it I does. wanted to bring it up. We never brought it up before. 
now I feel like well, we're I've closer. thought about that bringing up, yeah, like either actors or directors for the Mount, Rush- mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. That would be like a fun episode, even maybe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, I've been watching White the White Lotus, which is Mike White's new uh, limited series. is a six part series, okay. HBO series. It stars um, who? Who should I say it starts? It's like a million different people. Like you've you've got Connie Brinton, you got Steve Zahn, you got Alexandria uh, Alexandra uh, Daddario. Okay, is that her yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. Um, some something like that. Who's actually like fantastic in this? You got Jennifer Coolidge, who is unbelievable in this. So it's just. Uh, star studded. Star all these pe- people, young actors like Sydney Sweeney from uh, Euphoria. All, so all these, all these great, great actors. Um, and and it's Mike White who who um, probably is most well known for the School of Rock. Steve oh, okay. Zahn. That's a name I haven't heard. Yeah, Steve, right? and Steve Zahn is great in this. Molly mm. Shannon, weird. Yeah, Molly mm. Shannon uh, is in it, uh, and and she's quite good. A little bit. Using her charm, but then like turning it on you is like a, a mother-in-law oh. that is actually fucking the worst. Uh, but you, it seems like she's the best uh, in first impressions. So they're all at this resort uh, in Hawaii, and they're all these fucking stupidly rich people. And uh, you also see behind the scenes the people that are running the resorts that are not the stupidly rich. And there's this great New Zealand actor who I've never scene who's running it and he is having a breakdown while this is going on but they also set it up as a murder kind of mystery awesome in in a weird way it's not really a murder mystery it's just the show opens and it's in the future and there's a body going onto the plane so someone has died and you don't know who so as it's going along you're kind of like you gotta peg it how is this gonna happen it's it's cringy sometimes, but it's funny. But it also has like this depth of emotion and character. I don't know if you guys watched Enlightened. No, that no. was Mike White's. It ran for two seasons with Laura Dern. No. It was fucking awesome. And again, like it's they're prickly. Like they're not always doing the thing you want to see. Yeah. Uh, on there, which can be, um, you know, sometimes frustrating. But then they usually pay off because of that. Um, that that starred Laura Dern and Luke Wilson and uh, Molly Shannon. I oh, think was on wow. that one. So well worth. Enlightened's great. So when I saw it, it's been years since he got a, a show. I was really excited. Yeah. Uh, Mike White is also like he's an actor in School of Rock. He's like his good friend. Like the, uh, he was dating Sarah Silverman. Yes, in that yeah. Um, and he's always been kind of like yeah. a good actor presence, but he, he, as a writer, he's he's fantastic, and mm-hmm. the music's really good. Everything's really good. I'm really excited. The finale's on Sunday. I, when was I? I haven't like been excited about a finale. Yeah, in like ages. I need to watch this yeah. when it comes out. Like Sunday at eight o'clock. The second it comes on, mm-hmm. it'll be nine o'clock. I'll be turning it on on Crave. Yeah. Like that, I, that's, that's never happened. And I'm supposed to be watching all these fucking crazy horror movies yeah. and it's totally sidetracked. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well worth it. I, I, I'm not going to give a score yet because we're it's not still, there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let me know how that plays out. Cause it might be worth getting Crave again. I don't Hon- know. Yeah. Honestly, get it. And just like deep dive into yeah. the fucking HBO succession. That's that what I, that's what I did. Hacks for- mayor yeah. of East town. All these things yeah. from the last couple of years are they're fucking amazing. Uh, cool. I got uh, two films that uh, kind of go together. I'll start off um, The Devil's Reign from 1975. 
Uh, this is a film I really enjoyed the first time I watched it. It was kind of like a nice surprise. Yeah. I think I watched like a YouTube rip or something. Uh, directed by Robert, uh, is it Phil? Faust? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he, he he directed the five films. Okay. Uh, this is, is it as slick as the five films? Uh, uh, so <laughs> this, this film's probably most famous because there's a scene where William Shatner has this creepy fucking mask and his eyes are taken out. Is it a, a, a mask of uh, Michael Myers? Yeah, this is where they say they got the Michael Myers. Like he saw that and then asked for like the that mask and oh, used cool. that as the... Um, the Michael Myers influence of the mask. Um, but yeah, so it, it opens up, it, it opens up again. Another one of those films that just throws you right in the action. Then there's a crazy storm going on. Uh, William Shatner's the son and the mother are, are home at the farm or whatever. And they're freaking out. They're wondering their, their, the husband was supposed Sorry, to be for back. a second there. I thought you said William Shatner is the son and the mom. And I was like, <laughs> what? Awesome. I need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> like the nutty professor, but with William Shatner. I would watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, yeah sorry. I like uh, William Shatner did a lot of fun, like 70s horror. And he did Twilight Zone and stuff. He did another TV film um, that I actually picked up because I really enjoyed it. Horror on 37,000 feet or so. It's, it's him pretty much. And there's like this. Are you just recreating the Twilight Zone episode? <laughs> well, it's him on a plane, but I think uh. it's like this. Um, uh, shit, what's what are the um, what's from Marshalls? Uh, no, from Halloween three, the um, the stones and stuff. The uh, uh, Stonehenge. Yeah, but what are they? The the druids. Druids. Yeah, I think it's like some druid stone or something, and uh. all this crazy shit's happening on a plane. It's a lot of fun. But uh, anyways, no, this one uh, he's the son and the mother is home with him. Okay. <laughs> They're waiting for the dad to come home. He supposedly went and made a deal because there's this evil satan- satanic priest called Corbus played by Ernest Bernine. Bernine? Bernine. 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 And uh, yeah, he went to go make a deal with him. Uh, he wants some book. The dad finally comes back and he gets the door and then just starts melting in front of them uh, in the rain. Uh, yeah. So William Shatner goes to investigate. He knows that there's all this demonic shit going on, and it's like they go to like this deserted. It seems like this deserted town. He opens a church, and there's like the cult in there, this demonic cult. Um, and then we cut to uh, you. Also have um, uh, with Tom Skerritt is in there with him and his wife, and a, uh, a psychic investigator. And they're I think they're I think they're related. They're it might be um, Shatner's brother or something, but they they hear that. You know, Shatner's missing or whatever, so they go to investigate. Um, but yeah, it's just there's some cool stuff. If you're into like cults or some weird shit, mm-hmm. there, there's literally Ernest Brennan turning into like this demonic goat like monster creature guy. That sounds awesome. Um, there, the, I think the problem with it, it loses again another film that loses a little bit of steam. Like the last 20 minutes is all these cult people melting, but I kid you not, when it goes on for like it, the effects are awesome. It goes on for 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> it's like, that was cool. I Still enjoying this. Okay, I've, I got it now, guys. Uh, yeah, and then after like 10 minutes, you're like, shit, man. I just watched 10 minutes of people melt. I'm going to get some popcorn. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I got the Severn Blu-ray. It's got a, it's just a great package, great cover, poster if you can if you see it. Um, I, I recommend it. Like I had fun with it. I did enjoy it as much this time around. 
just because you can kind of see its limitations. Like, there's really not much to it. It's like, William Shatner goes see what's going on. Ernest Burden fucks with his mind and stuff like that. He gets captured. These people come, and then they have to fight off some cult people. It's it's still cool and stuff, but there, there's really not much to it. But I'm going to still, I'm going to, I gave it still 7 out of 10. I recommend it. Again, another probably fun, if you haven't seen it, that'd probably be a fun I've never seen it, yeah. Even though it takes place in like a desert. I know like I talked about this like one Shocktober yeah. a couple years ago, and some people commented saying like, Wow, you really like that movie. I thought it kind of sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were surprised uh, my reaction of how positive I was. Or they were like, it, it, I thought it was just okay. It wasn't really a great movie. But who knows? I, I, I think it's on Prime, actually. I'm a sucker okay, for cults. I like William Shatner. Yeah. I, I, I love er, seeing Ernest Burnett Ernest Ernest as like a fucking goat man creature thing. Yeah, he's, he's great. And um, yeah, I got one more to talk about. I uh, thought it'd be a good time to talk about Angel Heart from 1987. Uh, this is one that some people have high up on their best of 80s horror list, oh, yeah. and it that, is good. De Niro and Rock. I also um, watched this uh, as yeah. well. It, it's good, but it has its issues. So this star, it's, uh, stars Mickey Rourke uh, and um, Robert De Niro as Louis Cipher. Uh, it's directed by Alan Parker, who did some, I think he did some kind of big, bigger films, right? Yeah, he did. I think he did uh, Bird, Birdie and... I don't know. Alan Park. Yeah. Uh, he did The Wall. Midnight Express. Okay. He did Bugsy Malone. Yeah, The Wall. Fame. Uh, Mississippi Burning. So this is, uh, it's this neo-noir that's Mickey Rourke's the detective. Uh, Louis Cipher hires him to find someone that um, I, I believe owes him money or it's some contract or something you sign, right? Yeah, like uh, it's, it's, it's somebody that is supposed to, upon their death... Um, Oh, oh, him something. Okay, yeah, and he disappeared. So uh-huh. Mickey Rourke is hired to find this person. Um, and, uh, oh, um, Lisa Bonet is also in there. Which this is f- most famous because this is what got her kicked off the Cosby show. Get out of here, really? Um, yeah, she she did. She doesn't wear a lot of clothes in this one. There's oh, like a really, really... She's scan- scan- class. Really sexy sex scene. Like, they yeah. they are really... Um, say say no more. I gotta see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lisa Bonet. Did, uh, did she um, give you a Lisa Bonair? <laughs> <laughs> She's a very attractive woman, but um, yeah, they're, they're, well, it, it's a scene, isn't she? Like, and it's raining blood or something. There's blood is raining everywhere. Um, yeah. Charlotte Ramping is also in there, uh, so it's got a good cast. But it's just really yeah. Interesting. She's got a great scene with Mickey yeah. Rourke, Charlotte Ramping. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is really good in this for the most part. I, I liked. The first half, it's like this new noir, new noir, you know what's going on. There's some great scenes. There's a great scene where he's at the beach and he's just talking to some people and he ends oh, up yeah. getting like the little, uh, what nose is it for cover. a sun- Yeah, nose cover for sunglasses. Like the zinc? No, but it's just like the actual notes, but it looks kind of like the zinc yeah. that you would get. It's and, supposed to be, it's 1955, by the way. Oh, okay. And, and, and the people that he's talking to are so eccentric. Yeah. Mm. I think a lot of that stuff is, it's a lot of interesting people. He's a New York, uh, detective as a private yeah. uh, PI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, and it ends up, uh, I believe in New Orleans, a yep. lot of it. So yeah, it's, it's investigating, but it starts getting into like voodoo and the horror elements. And cause everyone he like interviews that has anything, any real evidence seems to like die pretty horribly afterwards. Like, I think there's, doesn't he mention something about someone gets their dick chopped off and, and shoved in their mouth or, or huh. something crazy yeah, like this, that? Uh, that? So he tracks down this one, uh, blues musician and then he's threatening them. Basically, you need to tell me what's going on. And he's part of the voodoo cult. And then he gets murdered. Oh shit! So I, it's really like well shot, and I think I, I really Looks was. Great. Yeah. I was really into it for the first time, and it's still a great movie. 
I do feel as, and I think you felt the same way as a whole. Yeah. The more horror elements come in in the voodoo, it's kind of not quite as interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it for me, it the back end just really starts to fucking fall apart. I don't know if I disliked as much as you, but I do feel like the the first half with all the quirky characters he's interviewing is more interesting. I it almost would have worked better just as a real, an 80s neo neo noir. I don't set in the I don't mind yeah. the story, but it, I do feel like stuff starts to get rushed and and it starts becoming almost like there's a weird energy throughout the whole thing with Mickey Rourke, but mm. now he's got to go kind of like psycho as well like he it's like his his mental state is breaking down yeah. mm-hmm. and i just don't feel like they he ever has the chops for this he's or? got the chops oh, yeah? he's amazing in yeah. this movie oh. they don't give him the the platform to make or the time to make it happen de niro's great in this yeah. as well this great scene where he's like eating the boiled eggs oh yeah <laughs> and and mickey rourke's weird like um fear of chickens yeah there's there's so many quirks yeah. like there's a scene too where he like gets attacked in some sort of hall and there's all these wooden chairs and then he just starts like flopping over all these wooden <laughs> chairs running away from these guys and like throwing slipping and sliding mm. It's amazing. Like it, 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 it's like a new take on the the '40s pulpy gumshoe, awesome. and, and it's kind of interesting too. Because again, when these people are dying, he's usually like the last one to see them. So like he's worried that he's going to be yeah. charged uh, for these murders, and it's and like and just the fact that every time you meet someone, next time they're dead, like the next day. So it starts to like fuck with them and stuff. I think. Um, yeah, it's one of those movies I don't want to say too much because I think it's it is all like leading up to something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the ending kind of works. Some of it doesn't. They're like you, that end credits. I don't want to say too much, but that is so like weird because it's so like on the nose and cheesy compared to kind of what became. I guess some of it became before you is a little bit cliche uh, and cheesy too. But I, I think that's like I didn't even catch that. You told me I'm like, oh yeah, that's fucking. The stupid. credits are terrible. <laughs> what were they thinking? It's almost like a different movie. Uh, yeah, that's what it starts. It starts evolving into this. Like we've got this great idea for a story and and they kept the story but the story actually stopped fitting the movie but they still are like well we need to double down this is what the movie's actually about so we're the the real message is it's going to be in the last 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> okay and and the last 10 minutes of the movie is is just so rushed and not it, it, it doesn't elevate I, I love a lot of this yeah i yeah. I, I honestly thought this was top 100 for fucking sure even yeah, because when they, when they first started showing the horror elements, there's some kind of weird, yeah. creepy shit. Things going down, and it, it has what I love too. Those like quiet moments too. There's a lot of that in there where he's going and he's investigating uh, at someone's Attention, apartment or something. Yeah, yeah and it, they're not playing like big bombastic score all the time. Sometimes there's just some great quiet moments with sound and everything, which I enjoyed. Um, but, so I'm I'm gonna give it still seven point five. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm the same actually seven and a half. Yeah, I, I was contemplating again like, do I put this near the end of my list? But in the end. It just didn't make it, but it, it, it's a, you know what, what it does right. It does right so freaking well. It, yeah. It's it's a it's yeah. really a shame in a way. It's a film like every time I watch it though, I do enjoy it, and every time I like, I know even when it ended, I kind of want to already watch it again in like a yeah. couple years. I think it'd be a great double feature. Uh, have you seen? I'm sure you have Roman Plansky's The Ninth Gate. Yeah. Uh, with Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. both kind of have, they both do those great quiet moments. They both have like so much potential and start great, but then kind of like 
wander off a bit as it goes on more. I think like that is the same movie. Like that movie, I love so much of it. And then there's some stuff that I don't enjoy as it gets more supernatural and they, you know, she starts floating and shit. But like there's so much like the investigating and the books and finding the the difference in the pages. I, I think that works so well. So I, I think that w- they, that would be a great double feature where like movies that could be perfect, but then make some mistakes along the way and end up just being like good, maybe even really good films. Um, two, two movies that, yeah, won't make my list, but could, could have been right at the edge there. It, it, it's one of those things where this it's almost worse because there's movies that are just like good. Yeah. And they're good throughout the whole thing when they never get elevated. This is one of those movies that elevates itself above most anything you're going to see. <laughs> and just fizzles. And and it's almost worse in a way. Yeah. Like my yeah. score is 7.5. That's how good the movie is in my my head. But like It could have been 8.5 if it just It's 8.5 or even 9 for the first like bit. Yeah. yeah. And and maybe the end is a 6 like uh. or a 5.5 like it's a it's it's a dumpster it's fire. It's a wet firecracker kind yeah, of deal. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I dislike the ending as much as you, but I, I agree. It does. I, I and Probably if it's in a good movie, I don't dislike it as much. It's yeah. Like, whatever. Eh, whatever. But because the movie is so freaking good to... Now, do you have a problem? Because it all does make sense. Like, all the clues totally. are there. The clues it's are... It's almost, like, so obvious. Yeah. Until, you know... I think that they got hung up on that. Yeah. I feel like they got hung up on the mystery and then maybe worrying that people wouldn't fuck, fucking get it but and then also being like well we still need to make it kind of esoteric and strange yeah. mm-hmm. it, the, there's there's a tone that switches at the end that yeah. it, it just it bothers me more because it's like it could have been even if you went safe it's a better it's like yeah. A, yeah. it's a, a better movie still though yeah if you know like noirs near noirs uh i i I, I highly recommend, recommend yeah, the movie. You, you, if you Shocktober? Seen it, yeah, I, would, yeah, I, I have to do Shocktober, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, like, I could probably use it for my 100. Like, there's no way I can do this for my 100. It, it, it's still, yeah, like, again, there are people that, like, I, I listen to podcasts, and I think they had this either as their number one or number two of the best horror films of the 80s. So. Oh, wow. And if, um, if you can just, like, get in with, okay, the mystery is well done, it's presented well, and the movie looks great, acted great, great characters... If you can kind of just ignore that it doesn't stick the landing, I guess it's fine. But yeah. it, 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 it's too too kind of like important for me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. That's all I had to talk about. So um, why don't you jump in with your little I, filmography there? Yeah. So I wanted to talk, and I didn't quite finish this. Uh, <laughs> but kind of do like a mini, a mini episode with you guys. Okay. About Wes Anderson. Okay. Perfect. So I. Started rewatching with my wife every Sunday. We started watching from the beginning, from Bottle Rocket, from the short, watching all of his movies from start to finish, eh? From start to finish. So we still have Isle of Dogs, yeah, which, uh, least favorite is my least favorite, yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, as, as far as like West Anderson movies goes, like, where does it I, stand for I you? I like it, um, hmm. Okay, so well, this, I haven't seen Bottle Rocket and I haven't seen um, the train Darjeeling. Darjeeling. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, maybe it is. I lo- I actually the, the, I would put it above the camping one, uh, Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. Kingdom. That's probably my least favorite. Was that Anderson. one? May, <sighs> maybe have got, went up with, with my re. So, anyways, I want to I, I want to I yeah, yeah, ask yeah. you about yeah, yeah. this kind of stuff. So, it, again, some of them I've only seen once, or it's been a while. 
for me, uh, it's kind of been like a uh, a journey. I feel like Rushmore was a a big movie in terms of like presenting me with a lot of other movies. Mm-hmm. Like it opened a gate for you. Opened a gate, and and it was also. Um, a movie I watched a bunch because when I, I, I was in high school, my appendix burst, uh, and I was kind of... You only had one VHS, and that was it, so you had to watch it and repeat? <laughs> we, my dad rented me Rushmore. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I don't... He was like, you like Bill Murray? Here you go. Oh, thanks. Uh, and, I was, and then I watched it and was like, this is life-changing. Yeah. So... I guess, hypothetically, Rushmore... Well... Rushmore was pre-Royal uh, Tenenbaums, right? Yes. So that kind of opened up Bill Murray in a whole new light for a whole new generation. Like, yeah, it that, really did. Like, I assume kids who were like 10 years younger than us didn't grow up with the Ghostbusters or uh, any of these other Bill Murray, what about Bob movies. They know him from Well, I, I think almost flex. more importantly, that was like the the, the movie that kind of put Wes Anderson as like, who is this yeah. guy? Because I, again, I haven't seen Bottle Rocket, but from what I've seen of it, it doesn't seem to have... As much as his style that carries through, it's like, pretty. Mm-hmm. It's pretty there. Oh, okay. So Bottle Rocket is. So I watch Bottle Rocket, and you are watching someone that's on a much more limited budget, mm-hmm. not quite always refined style. There's a few scenes that feel a little bit forced. What's funny? All those scenes. I'd never seen the short. I'd never watched the short film before. I'd seen Bottle Rocket three or yeah. four times, but I hadn't. the The worst scenes in that movie are all from his short. Oh, so he actually like improved. he redid he improved from that, and they're they're basically the same dialogue. They're reshot, yeah. but it's like what are my least favorite scenes? They're what all is... from the short. Hmm. And once he's going through there, you have these great scenes with James Caan. You can kind of see yeah. where like that character. He's kind of got a little bit of royal. He's got a little mm. bit of some Bill Murray characteristic. Uh, the Wilson brothers are there. Like Owen and Luke are both great, especially Luke. Mm. Luke Wilson in Bottle Rocket maybe has never been better. Yeah, do you he, think both of those guys? It's kind of a disappointment. The career, like they both had so much potential. And I mean, I know Owen, Owen Wilson was huge for a while there, but maybe you know he could have been doing better than like me, you, and Dupree and, and shit like that. Yeah, I think I think maybe trying to become a the just, next leading man. Yeah, a giant comedy leading man instead of being a weird character mm-hmm. like he, he's amazing royal tenenbaums yeah wild well, i think yeah cat. i think yeah wild cat. <laughs> like uh it, all but and he, he's great in all of those kind of things yeah. and also you know wrote these movies i was thinking like luke wilson what has he done outside of wes anderson movies like that that's is anything worth, worth talking Idi- about idiocracy like, okay but again like I, I know, but yeah. like idiocracy, like that's that's maybe the. He top did a one. really great X Files episode. Yeah, because <laughs> um, he was in like a horror movie. Was he was in like the uh, Strangers? Right, that was him. No, that's uh, Scott Speedman. He uh. was in that one with the hotel. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, 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 vacancy, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I watched. Um, so he wasn't even in a good horror movie. That's an okay one, but yeah, yeah, yeah but like yeah, Strangers yeah, yeah. outdoes that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like his 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 top like Legally Blonde is probably yeah. his other yeah. thing. Uh, but I think you look at Wes Anderson and he's lo- great and enlightened. Mm-hmm. Okay. By Mike <laughs> okay. White. Uh, okay, okay. I think yeah. there's a lot of Wes Anderson films that you get. He gets like some of the best best mm-hmm. out, like um, performances out of some of his actors. Like that's some of Bill Murray's best work. That's probably some of Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson's best work. Yeah, uh, Paltrow. Who else? Yeah, that's be- that's her. Yeah, like. Uh, 
there there's a there's some scenes in in Royal Tenenbaum. So so I, I we watched we watched uh, yeah. Bottle Rocket. It kind of stayed the same for me. Bottle Rocket was good, not quite all the way there, but mm-hmm. a a guy that is clearly already way ahead. The way he's using music, the way he's um, framing shots. He was such an anomaly in like the uh, early aughts, right? Like no one was making movies like these. Like still no one's known as he's kind of but people try to ape that style yes hardcore like the early odds yeah the the quirky the quirky Sundance stuff started trying you got like you could say the Little Miss Sunshines were trying to be uh, this uh, like Wes Anderson but it never really works out too well. Uh, submarine is maybe the closest mm-hmm. uh the uk film where it's it's kind of wes anderson but it's got this uk vibe yeah. and i i is that ben stiller produced number or did he produce that i one? think he did yeah yeah anyways a great submarine is a good yeah. movie um so then we went from bottle rocket and we went to rushmore and rushmore hit me so like, what did you give bottle rocket i gave uh, bottle rocket an eight okay an eight wow uh, yeah, it's it's a great movie. I, I have because I, I picked up like every Wes Anderson during the Criterion sale. I think I just need the the Darjeeling, which I have the old Blu-ray. But yeah, I need to I need to watch that and um, um the train one. So uh, I then watched Rushmore and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Is that a nostalgia for you, or is it like this movie is it's good? But like you watch a good movie when you're at a certain age, and like that age is probably the perfect age to watch a movie and have it hit you. Like a ton of so bricks because your life's changing. And, so it was a part of that. Like yeah. it meant something different to me this time. Yeah, that was the thing that shook me. It was like I'm now the Bill Murray character, not the Bill Murray character, but like it's it's kind of like yeah. you can see You're the kid is a little shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. At yeah, he is amazing. Uh, and it's funny and mm-hmm. and but like the emotional level of that hit me on a different level about. You know, opportunity and ambition and all these kind of things. I I I I loved it. So when we started, it wasn't my number one. It it may have jumped up. So so that's an that became a nine point five. Holy moly! It became like pantheon. Nine point five and above. I made. I might have thirty thirty minutes. Three. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, it, it it really went up there after that. Tenenbaums and my first yeah. disappointment. Get yeah, out of th- here! That actually went down a little bit the last time I watched it too. It's still great. Yeah, yeah. Still- I forgot how like depressing that movie. Is. Oh, it's crazy depressing. It's depressing. Yeah. And and that part, I I felt like some of the emotional beats were actually a little rushed. It was a little like the stuff that he gets kind of killed on now, but mm. the style over substance. There's more of that than I was anticipating. Uh, I still loved it, but this was like at one point I was like, "Oh, this will probably be my number one." I'll rewatch yeah. this and it'll jump above because it was so impactful. I, I like mean, all the storybook. How it feels like a storybook. Though, mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, yeah like I, mm-hmm. I probably that could be Ben Stiller's best. I'm trying to think of what else he's been good in, but he's great in that. Uh, ben Stiller's one of them guys who's usually good in a lot of yep. things, right? Like mm-hmm. even when you watch like a Cable Guy. He's crazy good in that, even though he's in it for like a couple of seconds. Yeah, I think actually Ben Stiller is maybe underrated because, but again, maybe a guy that shouldn't have been a, the lead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, I again, I, what did I give it? Eight point five. Like, yeah, it's I, still up it, there. It's still up there. Like, I'm going through this and and, and realizing like, oh my god, this is some yeah. somebody that's been crazy impactful. And then I had another movie that 
took a little mini leap again. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zuzu. How great is this movie? That's probably my f- yeah. favorite Wes Anderson movie. Um, it's it gets better every time I watch it. It's fucking caustic. It's it's prickly. Mm. It's not always easy. Bill Murray's character is terrible. <laughs> he's, he's not likable. Yeah, no, he's, he's not, not likable, but like yeah, he, you like him. <laughs> yeah, like he's a guy that's at yeah. the worst part of his life. Yeah, like he, he's at the lowest part of his life professionally, yeah. personally, and he's taking it out on everybody in every instance. But Angelica Houston, so good in that. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is insane in that, right? And Owen Wilson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is great in it as this understated, um, uh, you know, character. Um, I I won't get into it too much, but loved it. That's the one that has all the, the, uh, is it Spanish versions of Bowie Uh, Bowie, Bowie songs? Yeah, Yeah, Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese. I remember hearing that. I think some of, that might have been the first time I heard heard... um, is it Life on Mars? Life on Mars? Oh yeah. It might have been the first time was that movie. That's, oh, that's fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I, I think that might have been one of the things that kind of got me checking out Bowie. Was oh, it's crazy. Uh-huh. They're they're great renditions. Yeah, that's the first uh, Anderson I saw in theaters actually. Because oh, I think okay. it was uh, introduced, I think, through Royal Tenenbaums. I'm like, oh, those movies. Yeah, I think before yeah. that, I, I knew like Beer for Breakfast, and I didn't really like yeah. that. And then like that song, and then I started checking out that album, and I was like, wow. Uh, David Bowie is someone that I, yeah, missed, yeah. I missed out on. Like, I think I found out, out like not too long before. He died. Have you guys heard about this guy named David Bowie? He's Bowie. Really cool, right? Like, I knew him from Labyrinth, and again, yeah, I knew he sounds him from, exactly like, like this. Uh, uh, Zigford Stardust. <laughs> I knew him from like the the the, the, yeah, the, the, songs, the supporting songs. Yeah. He did, like he did him and like Mick Jagger did. Yeah. And, right. I didn't really hear from a lot Hunger of his other. Like that. Uh, yeah, a lot of his other stuff. So yeah, so uh, that's a nine. Yeah. That like. Yeah. It, nice. it, it's a just I I I love it uh, so so much. And then uh, we went to Fantastic Mister. No, sorry, we went to the Dar- Darjeeling, which was the first one that uh, I saw it in theaters. I have a story about Jude Law being a dickhead. Uh, that's right. Yeah, we've uh, hashed this over, haven't we? Yeah, he tried to skip in line. Oh he my did God, not yeah, Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, it is Jude Law. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he did not go to see Darjeeling though. He went to see his own movie, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Um, uh, I was gonna say El Gideon. Uh, the, the holiday? Uh, I think I figured. It, I, I think was, it was a holiday, right? How would you? How would you guys feel if I told you I saw the holiday in theater? We saw it together. <laughs> that was the longest. No, no, three it, it was hours me, of my life. Uh, Nikki, that's and you a three-hour movie. It's like three hours for a romance. I, I actually I like, believe it. I was actually like humming and yeah, high. It's Sleuth. Painful. Sleuth is the Sleuth. movie that I think yeah. he was seeing oh, okay. at the time. I've not I, seen The Holiday. I actually remember this one yeah, scene much. <laughs> where Cameron Diaz is running in the snow, and I'm actually like, are you fucking kidding me? And Jack like, Black I is like, actually like, <laughs> there's Jack Black is playing a serious like yeah. romantic role. Yeah, like, it's it's, it's a terrible. Uh, movie. It's something, man. Three, yeah, how, it, I think it's like two hours and forty minutes. How do we get talked into this? The question I'm wondering. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair, fair yeah. our yeah. our girlfriend's wives have yeah. probably um, yeah. seen a thousand of our it's shitty movies, movies, and we've probably seen ten of their movies. Fair enough. At least that's how it is with me and Becky. Um, you know, you got to take one for the team once. Um, so Darjeeling, yeah. <laughs> all the stuff on the train, amazing. Just it's perfect for for it's a perfect setting for Wes Anderson. Uh, the brothers again are you. You don't really like any of these fucking dudes, but there's a great um, camaraderie with with all of them. Uh, I should also say, like uh, before that, we we watched the uh, the short. Uh, Hotel Chalavi, uh, Chevalier. 
Hotel Chevalier. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> I, I fucked that up. Everyone write to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, which starred Schwartzman and Natalie Portman. Oh, hmm. crazy. It's better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is one I haven't seen yet, actually. I'll be honest. Like, I haven't seen oh. Darjeeling yet either. Yeah, this is the one I think a lot of people... So I went to yeah. Toronto to see this because I was such a it, it massive got, fan. I thought it got, like, pulled from theaters pretty early on, didn't it? It, like, it didn't go to a wide release. Yeah. I always thought it was the kind of underrated, like, one that, yeah. you know, it wasn't great, but there was a lot of stuff. It it falls apart, in, in, like, Angel, similar to Angel Heart, where you're like, yeah. This is fucking amazing. Everyone's stupid. This is so good. This is just as good as the yeah. other stuff. And then they go searching for Angelica Houston and everything from then on. Falls There's apart. like a scene in it that is the most any detractor of Wes Anderson should use this scene hmm. because it it basically is him reappropriating culture, using a needle drop that isn't necessary, um, all the trying to make emotion out of something that isn't maybe mm-hmm. there. And it's all in this one scene, this burial scene with, with this, this kid that, that, that ends up dying that they don't save. It's terrible. And from that moment, the movie just fucking loses all collapses in a way and it goes off the tracks and i feel like he's an indian he yeah that was good right (laughs) (laughs) kyle like instantly like looked away i can't make eye contact with maddie right now um anyways still really worth watching uh 7.5 for darjeeling unrelated before you jump on the next one or i guess it's kind of really would you say wes anderson is the king of making unlikable characters likable like think about Rushmore, you don't really like Bill Murray yeah. and Schwarzman are pretty terrible characters, yep. yeah. but you love both of them. Gene Hackman, Royal Tenenbaums, like everyone yeah. is terrible. You love them. Um, uh, Life Aquatic, a lot of Bill Murray and Bill Murray. It, I couldn't rewatching this. I couldn't believe how despicable he is in that oh, movie. Yeah. And even and uh, I'm sure you're going to be talking about soon, but that the the hotel one also has you know I, I think he's kind of the king of he doesn't make it like, easy with Ray mm-hmm. Fiennes no and we will talk yeah about okay that. Yeah. so <laughs> okay on. we go move on to Fantastic Mr Fox which is just a joy yeah, oh it's great. amazing. Um, it, it it does feel a little slight occasionally to to me that's my own taste yeah Wh- whatever why isn't George Clooney in a live action Wes Anderson yeah. movie. Yeah. He's perfect. Yeah, he nails like the, yeah. the dialogue and everything's so good. He feels it? so yeah, aligned with what's going on. Same with what he does with he, the Coen brothers. He gets the beats so well, yeah. right? Uh so I'm giving that one an eight. Uh and then I went to Moonrise Kingdom, which which is a little bit of a uh I would say drop or jump. No, jump. Uh-huh. Uh it, it took a little step up. The stuff he does with the kids and how he treats them. It's remarkable. Like, he treats... Kids are real people. Yeah. Right? Like He actually treats them like... And he treats them like real characters and real people the same way he treats every other character. Mm-hmm. It is fucking hilarious. It is up there, I think, in, in terms of laughs, that was that was up there for, for That's me. That's the uh, comedy? Yeah. Um, and, and, and the setting, again, is so cool. The island is cool. It... it, it mm-hmm. I, I, it kind of I, this was the one because I had ta- I think you had said that it was low and my other yeah. friend Kyle had said that it was kind of lower on his list style over substance and I remember seeing it we watched it on a Bill Murray night yeah, here we did. And, and everybody kind of like loved it yeah and I it might be a like crowd movie um I think it is a crowd yeah. movie because there's a lot of like crowd moments mm-hmm. with, with with what's what's going on nine. 
Oh, um, yeah, it went, shit. It, 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 yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit that one because yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. It, like, I don't even think it made my top ten of that year. It's it's really really quite great. Um, and then Grand Budapest. Uh, after that, which I had as my number one going into this, uh, um, did it drop? No, it did not drop. It, it <laughs> it's like using his whole toolbox. Yeah. It's so good. Again, he's making like characters that aren't necessarily the most likable, um, super charming, charming and likable. Like Ray Fiennes is just he, he's deplorable, but he's awesome, awesome in this and. Uh, uh, I remember really enjoying this movie, but I don't remember anything about it. Like that's when I, I I'm excited to revisit because I I couldn't tell you one thing. That yeah, in that movie. It's weird because I remember really enjoying this. I only remember like scenes of like violence that came out of nowhere. Like yeah. oh yeah, and, and some oh. of those things like yeah. are shocking and 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 actually like horrific. Yeah. Um. So I'm giving that one a nine point five. Holy oh. moly! Oh. So what this has done now, Isle of Dogs. I haven't watched. It was my least favorite of mm. the movies, but starting mm. before, well, I didn't get there. Sorry, top hundred horror movies. Yeah. But your fantastic Mr. Fox was your least favorite too on the on your list, right? How did you rank them? Eight. So but what my, did you have below that? Then just Darjeeling. I, I had Bottle Rocket and Darjeeling. Oh, okay. I might move Bottle Rocket ahead of Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I might, and I'm moving Moonrise ahead of. Uh, Tenenbaums. So that's, I mean, so Phantasmus Fox is your second lowest, so that uh, Darjeeling makes... is. Oh, okay. Yeah, Darjeeling okay. is my lowest. Lowest. Second but, lowest. Okay. So it goes, what's so, your lowest then? So my my original list, yeah, which yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm going to wait to redo <laughs> this, but this is yeah. what I wanted to ask you guys, yeah. is, so I got Grand Budapest. This was before I watched them. Rushmore, Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Bottle Rocket, Darjeeling, Island Dogs. I'm already pretty certain that Moonrise will go up a bit. Grand Budapest and and Rushmore, I can't fucking decide if they're going to flip. Yeah. And I think Bottle Rocket will go ahead of, uh, maybe go ahead of Fantas- Mr. Fox yeah. again, like really close. Um, and then we'll see about Isle of Dogs. Yeah, for, I think for me it would go um, Life Aquatic number one, number two would be Grand Budapest. Number three, maybe Rushmore, then Royal Tenenbaums, then Fantastic Mr. Fox, Isle of Dogs, and then Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, wow. And I haven't seen Darjeeling and Bottle Rocket yet. I'm excited about his new film, though. Yeah, French. Yeah. That's why I did this. Like I want- an, an yeah. anthology is going to be great, and so far it looks amazing. But, Maddie, what would your... I'd probably go Rushmore, Life Aquatic, Tenenbaums... Grand Budapest, and I don't know. I, it's been ages, so I kind of want to go November. I want to do the whole the yeah, whole bit. thing. Yeah, it's a fun thing to yeah. do. Like Sunday before you kind of, or yeah. maybe Monday night before yeah, exactly. you go back in the work week. Yeah, because yes, they're they're somewhat light, but they're also somewhat fucking yeah. emotional and you know I, I they're, they're fantastic I, I i got more appreciation i thought i was gonna maybe go down on him mm-hmm. yeah i i feel like it it has happened like i feel like everyone kind of was in love with him and then they felt like he was just rehashing his, his ideas and it felt like there became this like sudden like it was cool to hate wes anderson and i think it's still out there in a little i yeah. think grand budapest kind of helped and brought him back 
again, but I know like everyone seemed to dislike Life Aquatic. It's weird that all three of us really like it. Did and everyone, not, did, everyone liked, did that get panned? I, I, a little I, bit, yeah. Yeah, like mm. compared to his other work, everyone felt it was lesser. Darjeeling definitely did. Yep. All the dogs, I mean, all the dogs I think did okay, but... Um, yeah, it seemed like there there was a period where it was like cool, and I think Grand Budapest kind of yeah uh, brought like, him back a bit. And I, I think Moonrise like, but but both of those have distractors. Moonrise and Grand Budapest about it being style, or, but again, I watched those. Yeah, There's, I think Moonrise yeah. is the other one that before Grand Budapest, I think people had problems with that too, just because it was style yeah there's a lot of style in both of those you you hear and i thought maybe i would be swayed like there wouldn't be that emotional core yeah, to what man. he's doing like there's a real reason and he's not rehashing he's refining his yeah. style mm-hmm. well i think i don't know why it's a bad thing that if you're watching wes anderson anderson film you know you're watching wes anderson film like to me it's like sure all his films kind of had that same you know you're watching his film but we're only getting one film every same, couple of years. He's only yeah. put out seven same with, films. Like same with Hitchcock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like in in twenty years from now, there's only going to be a catalog of you know however many films he makes before he dies. Like if you have got ten films, there are fifteen films that are like that. Like that's not that bad. I know there are some nagas, but they're not. I don't think they're even close to the no. same. Close, and they won't even be talked about. And like, I think that's the thing. Like when you realize no one can really do this. what it's the same mm-hmm. with the Coen Brothers. Yeah, or Tarantino. Yeah. No one's going to be talking about those mm-hmm. 90 rip-off Tarantino movies. Oh, no. Like, there's some outliers, like, where you go, well, but it's usually, like, a director that uses a little bit of him, yeah. but he he has this big career afterwards. Like, you realize, like, he had more to him already. He's yeah. kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's- like, Doug Liman. Like, yeah. I, I haven't watched Going forever, but I'd be yeah. curious because... Like, that's a director that had more to say. Yeah. And, yeah, it was probably not just a fucking Tarantino ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I never have a problem. I never get why people complain about that. It's like, I want to get a Tarantino film when I go see a Tarantino film. I want a Nolan film. Like, I'm only getting yep. these once every couple of years, and they're mm-hmm. still doing their own thing. It's like, yes, you can tell it's their film, but you can't say Th- there's Pulp different- Fiction is the same as fucking Kill Bill. Totally. Or, like, or that's the same the thing. as Death Proof. If they were the same movie, if, if they're just making the same movie and over over again, I'm, I'm sure we yeah. could think of a director that does that, and you go... Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith actually <laughs> yeah. might be the, the yeah. great yeah. example. Of, yeah. Man, that's a guy that I thought about doing the same thing with, with my I think wife. that would be hard. I... I Clerk still held up for me. Chasing Amy still held up for me. I even Mal think Rats like Dogma would probably bit, even hold up. Mallrats was still fun, but it was a yeah. bit harder. Dogma yeah. probably would be. Yeah, anything so after. Do- Mallrats is the only one I've seen in the last five years. Yeah. It doesn't hold up as well. Like, that's was, definitely a teen movie. Yeah. But there's still some funny stuff in there. I don't yeah, know. Well, he's. Jason he's, Lee is great in he's, it. Jason Lee. That's. We're talking about Owen Wilson. Yeah. Jay, who yeah. has got fucked over more than anybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he made all that money off that. Uh, My name show. is Earl. Yeah. yeah, which was barely like sticking on the air every year, and yeah. yeah, somehow that I don't know. I think that had like a big audience, so I think he made a chunk of money off that, and then he mm-hmm. seemed to disappear. I don't know. Well, he's Scientology, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that probably killed his career. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, don't, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not. Let's, uh, oh, yeah, that's good night, guys. <laughs> Stay scared. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it killed Cruz's career for like a good couple of years. He had to earn that back and let people forget about it. Well, then there was a few other things that yeah. he was doing, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, anyways, yeah. that's yeah. I, I was I was curious to talk about that with you guys and 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 mm-hmm. see where you're you're at. I, I'd highly recommend that. Speaking of Tom Cruise, I was at the uh, theater and they had this. Uh, he was there. Trailer. He had that crazy mask. They on. had a trailer for Top Gun too, and I should not like. I actually got like goosebumps. Like, oh, it's gonna be so oh, fucking yeah. good. Like, I actually got like excited for a movie. Like, the thing is, so, I haven't been excited in a while. I think I think I'm gonna be. I'm gonna love it. I'm kind of worried though of people's expectations because Top Gun. I love that movie; it's fun, but yeah. it's a cheesy movie, yeah, of course. And I'm kind of worried that you know you're going to probably get some on this one, and people are not going to be ready for that, and they're going to like tear it apart. Like I've seen people watch Top Gun or, and revisit Top Gun and hate it, and it's Top like Top Gun is so precious. So many people, yeah. you can't make a sequel thirty but, years but later. Also, is it is it going to be that too, or will it take itself too serious? Yeah, I don't know. I I like the yeah. director. Which a lot of people don't. He's a guy that did Tron, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed the the sequel. He enjoyed he did Oblivion, which I fucking love. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm excited by anything that guy does. But um, he's a, a lot of he's a, an amazing visualist for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I, I I still don't know if he should just be directing like the greatest commercials of all time. Well, he's like <laughs> Zack Snyder. I don't know. His those guys kind of have that same style that I just love in a in a way. Yeah, like the, they're, they they. I, I I'll give both. Now maybe I shouldn't give Zack Snyder after watching like the last <laughs> movie we talked. Uh, we're, we'll talk about it at some point, I'm sure. But um, visual, like I, I do appreciate a visual stylist, even if I like Oblivion, which I didn't really like as a movie. I also thought, man, if this guy could ever get a guy that writes a great yeah. script, yeah, I, I might it like his movie. Like... It it's, looks incredible. Um, anyways, I guess we're uh, we're going a little long here. Let's, yeah, this was uh, a lot of. It was actually kind of fun, right? Guys? <laughs> I thought we were we, we wouldn't have much that we yeah, were I watching. Thought, I thought, that's why I played the game. Actually, to be honest with you. Just... Anyways, if you want to play along, if you want to give us all your uh, top Anderson movies, uh, you could uh, write us at a. Uh, MovieCityManiacs at gmail.com. You didn't even know what the show was called, did yeah, you? Yeah, I was, like, was going to say <laughs> Gmail at MovieCityManiacs. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> we need to get, like, an address, and they have to hand mail letters <laughs> yeah, to would be awesome. P.O. Box. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Movie and City Maniacs. We have a page to like or a group page to discuss. And uh, Movie City Maniacs on Instagram. And uh, Danny is on fire on Twitter yeah, right now. Yeah. Movie City Maniac with Danny Bazanko. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to be a bunch of dickbags. I think, he's, I think he's doing like a tweet like once every three years or something. Like yeah. that guy just... But, but he's yeah. on, a, he's on TikTok he, now. Yeah, yeah he, he He's it. a TikTok guy. He yeah, loves He loves it. TikTok, yeah. He was showing me videos the other day. I'm like, why are you on TikTok? How old are you? <laughs> Isn't it weird when your older brother shows you pictures of his dick? Though? Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> TikTok. <But, Yeah. laughs> they have wigs and whatnot. One looks like Elvis. It was kind of cool, actually. I love that Danny is the most hip of the three of us as yeah, far as yeah. technology is concerned. But um, anyways, guys, <laughs> I think that's a great note. To, I want people ending, picturing, dreaming Danny's dick with wigs. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Stay scared. All right. <laughs> All the kids want the mambo. All the kids want the mambo. Well, the mambo at home, the mambo at school. Well, they know they got to mambo if they want to keep cool. I see, I see. We want the mambo. You got to be cool, I mean.